Millennial pause, please. Thank you. Menopause? You don't know what the millennial pause is? What is the millennial pause? Is this it's our topic today? Yeah. When you so start recording welcome to Dialogue and... Choices Podcast. This is Toaster Colonel and Andrew in whatever order you can guess what their names' voices sound like. What's the millennial Hi, pause? Toaster. Millennial pause is... Is when you pause at the video. Present the start of yeah. some recorded videos, especially on short form app like on TikTok. Yes. Mm -hmm. The first like, pause is what the is first the image for a millennial economy. pause on Wikipedia is what I think is Taylor Swift making a <laughs> face. And I don't know why uh, that's the reference picture for a millennial pause. <laughs> Uh, I have so watched a documentary the, on this, and so I'm there's a documentary on the millennial pause. <laughs> is it, it is, it's a noted, it's a yeah. It's, so it's a it's a noted linguistic phenomenon that occurs in people older than the current young generation that uses social media. It's not linguistic. It's technological. This is literally no. This is literally considered a linguistic thing. We study it really? in linguistics. Yes. Wow. Because it transcends just. Things recordings it was identified originally in recordings but it is a thing that we do when we are starting any sort of important uh discourse or topic about something so older generations for whatever reason us included if you go to start a video when we'll hit record and then we'll like wait a pause or two as if we're waiting for someone to pay attention to us and then we'll start talking We'll be like, what? like if this is the start of the video, we'll press record. I don't do hey, that. Hey, I'm here today to talk about X, Y, and Z. That's I what people do. I edit my videos and I cut the sounds. I thought people out. do that. I was going to say, do, do people not edit? You don't, if you, for editing, if you yeah. Don't, if you don't wait a few seconds and you just start talking the moment you press record, it will just skip your information. Some yes. Yes. That's, that's what happens. To, that's, that's what, what happens what, to Zoomers, though. That look at all the TikToks think. where they start mid sentence and then I the don't watch TikTok. Like, yes, that's so not a millennial zero. pause. That's just fucking proper content creation. Zoomers it is, don't know how to make I'm, anything. That's, that's the thing. thing. <laughs> like, that's yes, it is a whole thing though because it is a noted is. phenomenon that has become so culturally powerful that it just has dictated how large groups of people communicate now on the internet where if you watch videos what? by people there's, of a, younger, whole, there's a whole term yeah. for millennials being tech savvy and zoomers not making good videos but it's not even about being tech savvy <laughs> it's anymore not, yeah it, that's true. it's, it's not yeah it's transcended savvy. it because they're most like, video like tiktok platforms and stuff like that, that they're making content on now function in a way to support this so when you start on tiktok you know, you're swiping through a lot of these very successful content creators literally just start talking the second you slide onto them. Like there's no pause. And that's considered optimization because the platforms are built around that now, because that's what young people do, because they're maximizing the time they can get into the content. They're not even wasting a second. So is it Unlike cutting? Us. Is it? Are is you, it but you are wasting a second because there's a second of time that you're watching no, TikTok. Thrown into the you're trial, wasting all that, of the second. <sighs> Is it no, cut? but that's the thing is that they're so good at it and it's so optimized now that you're not losing any time. We will pause and there will be a second of dead air before we start talking. They will start talking and it will be the start of the sentence. It will be, hey, guys, I'm here to talk. Uh, this is Mr. Beast, yada, yada. Like in the first second. Sure, you might not catch what they're saying, but it's all recorded and it's all there. There's no dead air there. There's isn't no it pause just, for the just audience. Editing? Isn't that no. just them yeah, editing just out editing? the pause? No. Yeah, but millennials oh. don't edit out the pause, though. That's the thing. 
But no, it's not of, just that's a lack of tech savviness. Neither, you just don't I'm know neither what you're of the people doing. in either of these like, pictures. <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm not it's in either of these pictures. I, I paused at the beginning of recordings because it sincerely does cut you off and not record the first few seconds, and you can't trust your hard yeah. drive to spin up in time. Yeah, uh, but I added these out the pause. Not I'm not either of these people. Zoomers have hard drives. Zoomers have hard drives. Solid slate. Yeah, neither of these people are applicable drives. to me. Yeah, hard yeah their phone, I, your phone storage, though, is infinitely faster than OBS hard I'm, recording I'm, I'm to such a hard an drive. Like, this is not... it. You all are making it out to be weirder than it is. It's actually no, it's a very not, yeah, thing. I, no, I'm just realizing that both, both versions are not applicable to the situation that Colonel brought it up for. <laughs> Look, I'm just here to no, soak. No, but it, it would have been applicable and here of just being quiet after we hit record and we know the recording is starting. <laughs> my intention is to create as much chaos as possible in the intro so that well, you we have intention. difficulty. <laughs> so you have difficulty choosing where to start the episode. So for all it's I know, this is going to It's just apples and oranges. It's just not the same thing. Well, well jokes okay. on millennials. I can actually edit, so I'm not... Uh, all of my content looks like it's made by a Because we've all, so we've all had them. recordings start mid-sentence because it didn't actually start when you hit start, and you're like, oh, fuck. I didn't. I haven't yeah, of course. That. Yeah. But again, the, the, the thing that this refers to generally is like... That's why I'm saying it's apples and oranges. Content. It's not, though, because he was making a joke about recording in the sense of doing the millennial pause. He wasn't saying you were doing it now. He was bringing it up as a cue to a joke. It was kids, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that, yeah. How is this Toaster. sourceable? Toaster is correct. Speaking, is sourceable? Speaking of Zoomers. So, sorry, sorry. Sorry, I'm talking about on, on the Wikipedia page, it says awareness. And it says, becoming aware of the phenomenon has made some millennials notice that they are getting old, in quotes. And then it has a source to it. <laughs> oh, that, that's <laughs> insane. Like, that is, that I is very weird. I swear to God, dude. I that's hate, easy, though. I hate that's easy to source. All you have to do is like three twi tweets from, from three millennials. And that's technically correct. Some millennials have they, recognized they find, that they're getting old. find their own habit embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. It's good content creation. Zoomers are incompetent creatures. Just leave them alone. Let them do their thing. Be happy Look, that you they actually make get nice time cakes, to get your stuff. Okay? They do not. They don't make they, anything. I think, <laughs> I, I think like you're it, misunderstanding, though, the, like what the pause is, Andrew. Because the thing is, is that these Zoomers are so optimized that they it's not cutting them off at the start. That's of why they're sentence. called Zoomers. They're like Zoomers yeah. all over the shop. That's not. That's they're, not no. why they're it's, called Zoomers. It's, 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 no. it's not. Also, they're, they're waiting. They're just they, not. They're just not waiting as long as millennials do. Yes, literally. They they yes, just they're the so premise. optimized that the second so the audio starts recording, that they would be already starting talking, rather so than millennials. Where if you go to then. like. No, there's no zoomer pause. That's the thing. You just don't they notice start... it. There has to be a pause. You can't just press start recording because it will skip your stuff. There's a specific not on an, not pause like an doing. iPhone, not on TikTok. You can do We're it right now. Circles. You can do it. We're literally no, repeating that's the why same I do it. Now. I do it because every fucking time I record on my phone, which is a, a Google Pixel 5, so not an old phone, a perfectly competent, well-made phone, I press record. The first second gets thrown away every time. Oh, it's always, I, have, like, I, I have never had this happen to me on my phone. I click I, record and it records instantly. I can hit stop my, before the first second and I get the exact frame perfect start and stop of what I'm getting on my phone. If I do not wait until it says one second, nothing will show up. It is gone oh. content. It is might as well yeah. just not have existed. And like, I am not going to waste my time. I will just well, edit a pause out. <laughs> like, I'm not going to try to do a whole video over again because like half of my sentence got cut off in the beginning. 
I'm getting a Pixel yeah, I, 7. I'll let you know what, what happens in Pixel 7. On wow. my iPhone 13, Seven whole I pixels. Just... You can almost draw a sprite with that. Nice. Wow. I well, just, that according to the millisecond recording. According to Bethesda, you can make a... Uh, you can probably make two and a third chairs with those seven pixels. Either way, I am not feeling what? old about knowing this knowledge. I feel more confident in myself as being better at content creation. So thank you for... Anyway, welcome to episode 84 of our thoroughly unlistenable podcast. Ryan asks, what are your experiences with dating apps? Speaking of Zoomers. Well, you swipe Uh, right if you like them. You swipe left if you Does anyone have dating app stories they want to share? I have never downloaded Uh, a single one. I've met some of my best friends on dating apps. I think if I were to share my dating app stories... uh, they would be demonetize this video so <laughs> maybe we can, no, we i can, can just preemptively code. not monetize this video i could just or give we, up yeah, <laughs> we could talk in code. I, I think so. yeah, oh yeah talking <laughs> they already demonetize like, every video where we admit we're gay so at this point oh, why bother it. it's over now <laughs> yeah damn you already demonetized it yourself. I'm on Keith's. I'm on Keith's camp. Never downloaded it. Sometimes I think or... saying the word "demonetize" demonetizes your video like a spell. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're telling the robot what to do. Right? The robot just listens to your commands. Demonetize, demonetize. They said they want it demonetized. All right, done. It's like the joking reference to the idea of the this video is going to be demonetized makes the video the robot look at that part harder. <laughs> well, what yeah. did they do? They're self-reporting here. <laughs> they double double scan the same sentence. Yeah. Sorry, what did you say, Colonel? I'm on your camp. I, I I've never downloaded anything. Or actually, I think the first time I heard you of dating, download app, a boyfriend. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I I don't have any experience. Um, I have experience, but it is kind of negligible i don't know it's the same thing as meeting someone in a bar you just talk to a stranger and it either works or it doesn't and because i'm a guy i don't get to experience any of the insanity of it like people just ignore me like 90 percent of the time because <laughs> like that's the guy experience is either talking to well for a straight guy experience you're either talking to somebody and they ignore you or you just don't get talked to at all so there's not really any crazy stories you get. You just end up mostly just kind of doing it on the toilet. And then someone matches. You talk for like a few minutes. They stop talking to you because you probably weren't very funny. And then you move on to the <laughs> next thing. Because you were on of... the toilet. You need to be on your A game, Andrew. You need to be no, on, his a on game. the toilet. I don't. Literally. I, uh, I yeah, see. literally. I, uh, I... Yeah, I swipe on the toilet, but I don't. Like, his A is out. Catching air, <laughs> catching air. The uh, it's I don't know. There, it's it's a very different way to interact with people or look for companionship. And so, if that's something you, if that's the way you are good at interacting with people online via text, then it works. And if you're not, it doesn't at all. <laughs> so, it's I don't know. It it's uh, it's fine. Dating apps are just like, I don't know. They're just a really they're a digital version of someone matchmaking for you. Someone just shows up to your house with a book of a bunch of pictures and goes like, pick which one looks pretty. And you point <laughs> at it and they go like, uh, not that one. They won't like you. And you're like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much all it goes. And then, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what kind of experience you would be looking for. Like, I, I can't imagine 
again, maybe if we were like we were women and we would get people who are like the most deranged members of society messaging us oh, on yeah. a daily basis, yeah. then we would have something funny to talk about. But like, I think the most insane post I had was somebody who was like convinced that I was a bot, and I was like, okay, and then I just blocked him. I just Fair. that was it. I was like, all right, I don't, I don't know what what does is there. Is there more to dating apps than that? You just swipe and talk to somebody. I don't. I really don't know. Like, is there a, is there like a Zoomer version of dating oh. apps? Do they just like go super fast? They don't even look at people. They just swipe <laughs> fucking left until they get the the ending, and then they go through and they like systematically like type, they, uh, hello they swipe to every the same person. way that like the girl in eighth grade interacts with Facebook, where she's just fucking yeah. liking every single post and just going yeah, and going exactly. and not you're just like you're just weird autopilot social media. Like I, I don't know what kind of interaction you could be looking for in a in dating apps from people. Like what It makes me think about how like extremely noticeable it is when somebody has notifications turned on for your Twitter and the moment you tweet anything before you even load the page, there's already like multiple likes and it's the same people that it always is because they just like they're seemingly autopiloting through Twitter every day. Uh I don't even I'm not even aware enough with like Tinder to know which direction's which. With the swiping like i i would i can't make swipe jokes because i'm like wait shit which one <laughs> it's just two arbitrary directions and i don't remember which one's the yes or no so i always yeah. every now and then I'm like haha so i um no not not doing that joke literally don't know how to finish the sentence and i just got quiet for a moment uh, uh online dating stresses me out as a concept just thinking about it i don't i don't like the idea at all it feels like a job interview <laughs> it feels I too mean, much like a job uh, yeah, interview. It's too right. much of an that escalation. That is literally what dating now, is. <laughs> now, I, now I feel like I need to express my opinions on this because I think the conception of how it works is very weird. Uh, in my experience, dating apps are like any chat app. It's like Twitter. You, uh, you go on you make a profile you pick a profile picture you think is cool and in your bio you put like i like panzer dragoon and then you scroll through a feed and it shows and you, you other people matches. and you just you just look at you look at the people and you go oh that guy's kind of pretty and then you look at their bio and in their bio it says final fantasy 8 is my favorite final fantasy and you go oh i this is intolerable and then you swipe left and they they get removed and you go that was good i dodged a bullet there and then eventually eventually one day you're sitting on the bus and someone you get a buzz in your pocket and you pull it out and you look at it and it's someone who says hey man i also like panzer dragoon that's cool what are you up to to today and then you say oh i'm on the bus that's cool and then you talk for 4 weeks and then you go and you play D&D with them after finally being invited to hang out and uh, they're just a cool person and then you become friends with them for multiple years. That's my experience on dating apps. You don't, where you don't date. I mean, you can. <laughs> <laughs> dating apps are a way the, to meet the, people, the whether big or not gap you're romantically interested. The, yeah. It's just a way to talk to people and you make friends on them the same way you do anyone else. And then you can date them too. You can choose to date people. It's easy. It's simple. Yeah. 
don't take dating apps seriously because no one else is and that is the that best is, way to do it yes that is absolutely the correct the the correct thing is that it uh dating apps are just like it's like twitter like like don't don't care about it you understand that you're opting into something and like like gay dating apps are, are complex because we have we have like the catch-all app that everyone has installed we have grinder but then there's also like the sub community app. So there's like Growler for bears and bigger guys. There's Scruff, which is for like, I guess, traditionally masculine men. And you're like, you're self selecting into these so people can like be on multiple ones. They'll use different ones. There's like, I think, Bigger City for like, you know, bigger guys. There's, there's oh Jacked for How many, like twinks. What? There's, how many do you have Boy it seems Ahoy. like exhausted that's for all you. of them it's literally there's so many of them there's so many of them there are more <laughs> than you can count i'm not kidding um but Can't the thing is, is that tinder you just like, like everyone yeah you can use tinder you can use tinder for dating that's that's totally fine i think tinder oh. has allowed gays for like 10 years uh but the the whole point is like you can cast a, a net as wide as you want and just be on the big ones or you can keep the net small and like hyper focus if you want to and then as you do that you just understand what you're stepping into like you go on grinder yeah a bunch of dudes are going to send you unsolicited unsolicited pictures of their buttholes like whatever but like oh you're on God. grinder you don't need to look at them you can just close the message just like when you look in your <laughs> list also of messages and you see it says photo received picture. yeah exactly yeah. you can just like <laughs> You could cancel. You can be like, I don't want to look at this. Like, you understand that that is the point of the app and then just move on and, and use it. But yeah, dating apps are like, they're no big deal. You just, you get on them. Sometimes you make a friend for five years. Sometimes you have some friends with benefits. Sometimes you have a hookup with someone and it's really awkward and then you never talk to them again. Yeah, it's whatever. It's the same as like, is it seriously more intimidating than like going to a dive bar? that you've never been to before while music is playing loudly and then trying to strike up a conversation with a hot stranger. Like, I don't think so. You're trying think, to, com think you're trying to compare easy. infinities. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think dating apps are, are really simple. I'm going to be very vulgar when I say this, but like dating apps are really simple because for the most part, everything you need to know about someone is on their profile. Uh, you can make a snap judgment about them and it's okay. And for the most part, you're, if someone actually responds to your messages, it means they're interested. So the intentions are pretty clear. You basically start a conversation. It's like the, uh, it's like that Hrothgar comic where it's like Hrothgar, <laughs> Hrothgar, and then you make out. Like that's, that's what it's like. Like oh, same that's... hat, same hat. And then you kiss. Like that's what a dating <laughs> app is. Is you're like, Hi, like when the the code of a dating app is like you look on someone's profile and it's like, I really like Pokemon. And then you like I'll send a message to someone like, what's your favorite Pokemon? But then like if there were subtitles for that, the subtitles would be like, I want to see your butthole. And then they're like, my favorite Pokemon is Ursa Ring. And then their subtitles would say, like, here's what my butthole looks like. Like, that's what dating apps are. It's not it's not, you know, particularly. Here's my Ursa uh, Ring obscured i'm i'm looking at Arsa Ring. Ring. i don't know what here's it, what my Arsa Ring, like. damn it <laughs> oh that he does have that is fitting <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I mean, we'll see if it fits. Well, there's there's the literal, you know, oh, in the middle of the, well, it's the chest, but still. If there's a if there's a Pokemon that would stand for a butthole, it would be Arcerring. I think Tozer made the right choice. What? I don't know Pokemon don't know enough. I'm sorry. Save I'm me here. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't think anyone's going to share any stories. So yeah, I don't. I, that yeah, went about I as well I, like, as I expected. Because uh, sorry, I literally quite, don't have anything. It's quite the question like, to hit I, someone with. <laughs> I can, yeah, I mean, I can tell my my first dating app hookup story, but it's just it's kind of goofy and also just very vulgar. So I mean, if we want to be a sex <laughs> podcast, I can tell sex stories. Let's I'm do it. To... All right, go for it. Adults so... only podcast starting now. Get out, Jeff. Yeah, self reporting <laughs> children. Get out. I hope you aren't here anymore. Don't click that. I'm above thirteen thing. I swear, I'll get so mad. Wait, that's not. That's not the children thing. Uh, I'm a yeah, you make the a children thing. If you make a YouTube account, it's still going to ask you, are you 13? And if you're under 13, yeah, you're but... under no legal obligation to say yes or no. Does it? I've been <laughs> so using the same account since I was not that old as I said I was. you were under 13. I did lie about my age on uh, when <laughs> yeah. I re registered for YouTube. So, like, that's <laughs> the thing is, so, like self-reporting i had to watch red vs blue and it was only for adults back you, then you really didn't guess what i you did otherwise no. you, you had to you had to you had coming out soon when if you, if you didn't pay for red vs blue you could only download like two episodes per week on a rotating list like it was tv reruns <laughs> you had to like watch that one page all the time to download like a postage stamp version of the video or you could get, you could get a youtube account this newfangled crazy service and lie about your age and now you can watch the whole show I was crazy at the time. 2006, half my life ago. Kill me. Anyway, awkward sex. <laughs> All right. I don't uh, I think he, I don't think he said the sex was awkward. So, no, it was awkward. It was terrible. Uh, it was, <laughs> oh, oh worse. It got uh, worse. Yeah, so the uh the first time I ever had a hookup on a dating app was also the first time I'd ever actually hooked up with a guy. It was in college. I was living in Texas at the time. And I was on like, okay, Cupid, maybe. This was the olden days. Uh, we didn't have a smartphone app for this anymore, or at that point. Um, yeah, it was his still name was websites. Harrison. Yeah, his name was Harrison. If he's listening, hey, bud, <laughs> sorry to break it to you, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, he was really awkward, and he was like, he worked at like a video rental store. It, I'm gonna tell the story in the way that. It was communicated that like I experienced it, but it will become very clear that there was some unreliable narration happening on part of him by the time we get to it. So uh, he was like, yeah, I work at a video store uh, with my, you know, like my best friend. It's awesome. And like, you know, I'm hanging down in downtown Dallas. Like, want to come hang out? And I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, cool. We'll go on a date to like a Japanese restaurant. And it's awesome. Uh and you go and 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 or I, I went, I mean, and first things first. So I go to this video store and he doesn't work there. His friend works there and he hangs out there. 
which is hmm. very weird. And he wasn't like a he wasn't like a serial killer or anything. He wasn't like 35 years older than me or anything. He's just he was like an awkward dude. I was Wait, so he okay, doesn't have a job? 19. Yeah, no, he's like he was like a college student. Uh, oh, okay. he does not work he does not work there. He literally just hangs out there all the time because that's where his best friend works. Uh and we I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you wanted to go to a restaurant, like, let's bail on hanging out at this video store and go to this restaurant. And he was like, all right, I'll call us a ride. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, uh, that's fine. So he calls us a ride, and it's his mom. Mm. And uh, I, this particular aspect was not a bad thing in a vacuum. But it was very awkward and very intense for the first time that I met this person. Uh, his I... mom brought his extremely incapably mentally disabled brother with them. And oh, he no. sat in the car next to me the entire oh, time no. we were being driven no. to a restaurant to go on a date while his mother grilled me on how long I had known him and mm. what uh, and gave me their entire life story, which yeah. was this very, is like just six like, overlapping it, social contexts at once. Yeah, I, it was I am like, in, I'm dying incredibly Jesus. painful. I promise you, this is not the worst part of this story. Uh, what? So, yeah, I think I know no, how this so, one ends. bro, yeah, I would have already left. Like, I, I was, imagine. I was in a car in the middle of Dallas. Like, I would have died would if I left. Me. Yes, uh, goodbye. So I'm sitting there, and like, and so to be really clear, like, the the brother was not a problem, and the mother was not a problem. No, in I, the grand sense of things, it was just intensely. Like that is a very is that, intense oh, a social lot. situation yeah. to be that's thrown into. a lot into. to deal with on a fucking uh, stranger. Like, yeah, on literally a first date. And so she, she tells me their life story. She's like, we named him Harrison after Harrison Ford because <laughs> I thought he was it. so handsome. God, that's the first and joke that actually, came to mind. Yeah. My I joke, was like, dude, God. I was I trying was to like, work wow, the pun of like, okay. wow, he sure didn't afford that relationship. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was really intense because i ended up like in a weird way i was like okay if this mother was like a a mother of one of my friends it w i would find her endearing and fun and this situation would be like quirky and funny in like a sitcom sense so i found a lot of humor in it in the moment but it was also like a coping mechanism of like this is the most terrifying social situation i've ever been put in in my life up to this point uh, and I just don't know how to react. So I'm just going to be really, really nice and like humor this clearly exhausted mother who is trying her best with her very gay son um, and, and, you know, to raise her kids well. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. That's fine. Uh, and then so she drops us off at this, quote unquote, really nice Japanese restaurant. And mm -hmm. it was a uh, it was a Tonpopo in Dallas. Uh for those of you who have never been to the restaurant called Tampopo Japanese Cafe in Dallas, uh it's like a counter service cafeteria, like Japanese little mm. corner cafe that mm. like mm. people eat at on their lunch break at, from work 
in the business park across the street. Like it's not like a nice restaurant. It was yeah, it sounds it pretty was high like, class. Yeah, it was actually really terrible. And so no. I awkwardly went on a date while his mom and younger brother sat in the seat across from us eating. Like in the in the table across mm-hmm. from us eating. Um and so that was fine. And then he was like I was like, okay, well, this was fun. Maybe we should, like, go back. And because, like, the thing that I didn't tell him because I, like, didn't want to be the person driving and stuff was, like, my car was parked in the parking lot uh, at the video store. And he didn't, uh, he didn't see oh. it because he was inside the video store. So I was like, okay, maybe, like, I can, like, bail. So I go to the video store. I go, we go back to the video store. His mom is like, you're so great. I just, just treat him nice and have a nice time. And I was like, okay, lady. Uh, I'm, ni- I'm 19 years old, by the way, right now. I am, yeah. I am like not, not a fully functioning human at this point. I imagine at this point you've store. now talked to his mom more than him. Oh, yes. I, I've spoken to, spoken to his mom. And the, the reason why there's not a lot of details in this section of the story is because like truly... It was mostly awkward silence. Like it was awkward silence punctuated by me talking to his mother about like what movie stars she liked. <laughs> that was the in whole the story. Restaurant? No, like in the car oh, and stuff. In the car, right. Um, okay. Yeah. And then uh, I ended up, we ended up going back to the, the video store. And like right as we get back, his friend is like, hey, like my shift ended. Do you want to go like hang out? And at this point, I was like, you know what? Like, why not? Maybe this will salvage this. We can go do something fun. And she was mm-hmm. like, all right, like, we'll go back to my place. I was like, okay, cool. So we go back to her place. Uh, this time, I, I specifically am like, I can drive us. So we drive back to her place, and I park in front. And they're like, all right, uh, let's get my older brother to buy us like beer and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool, oh. whatever. Oh, cause you're 19. Uh, and so I was like, oh yeah. Cause I'm 19. Cause I, so I can't buy beer. So I was like, okay, yeah, like let's do this. Let's party. This will be fun. Uh, and so I guess we all pile into the back of this truck and go to BevMo and the, it, this is Texas by the way. So like they just don't ID people there. I didn't buy any. I want to be very clear. I did not buy cause I'm a good upstanding citizen, but the other minors that I, I say minors, the other people under 21 that I was with definitely did buy a lot of alcohol. Uh, and then uh, we, we go back to the house and I'm just, I'm realizing that like I haven't spoken to the brother at all. So I was like, hey man, thanks so much for buying, buying for us. Like, this is great. And he looks me dead in the face and goes, no habla inglés. And I was <laughs> like, excuse me? And then I walk inside her house. And this is the next most intense social situation I've ever been put in because of oh. the circumstances of this house. Uh, there are like 13 people living in this tiny house. They're all oh, part no. of this multi-generational Spanish family. Oh. And again, this is not a problem with them as people. Totally fine. I, I'm not a narc. I'm not going to do anything bad. They're <laughs> all undocumented problem. immigrants who don't speak oh. English. so i am now partying i am now in the like fifth hour of a terrible first date that should have been aborted immediately 
surrounded by Spanish speakers who don't speak English in a multi-generational nice. and, family. And you don't speak Spanish, I assume. And I do not speak Spanish. I, I speak absolutely no Spanish. It's the so, only language you don't speak. It is. It's the. It's like the European language that I am just completely, fundamentally unfamiliar with in any regard, uh, I guess, other than Portuguese. But uh, they... So they're all partying and having a good time, and me and Harrison are sitting in the living room, like, awkwardly on the couch, and he speaks fluent Spanish, and I don't, so they're all talking and then, like, asking him questions about me, and then, because he knows nothing about me, he turns to me and speaks to me (laughs) in English, so I'm having, like, an interpreted conversation with these people I do not know, shit-faced drunk. I, at one point, I mixed a strawberry margarita, like, Capri Sun pouch with a bottle of sake because I was like, I'm not drunk enough, need to be more drunk for this. Uh, And then I was just chugging that. That was a bad mix, by the way. Very not good. Um, And so I, uh, yeah, so I sat there and I had this really awkward conversation for literally, like, three and a half hours. Uh, and then most of the family goes upstairs and the younger people, the like older brother and then the, the best friend, um, uh, Harrison's best friend and everyone else are uh, just like hanging out, I guess. And I, I think I played Marvel versus Capcom three on their Xbox in Spanish um, because I was like, <laughs> this is a multiplayer game. We can just like <laughs> fuck around on this. That's fine. Um, and then like <laughs> over time. Obviously, the party quiets down, and they're like, yeah, we should, like, stay the night. Like, that would be fun. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, whatever, uh, I guess. <laughs> At this point, I'm gonna, if I'm not axe-murdered already, it's not going to happen, so I'll be fine. Um, <laughs> and I, I started to get the feeling that these people were just, like, well-meaning people that just, like, couldn't communicate with me. So I wasn't threatened by any of them. It was just a really weird situation to be in. And then Harrison, who was just, like, completely harmless and, like, not... A threat so i was like yeah whatever like i'm i planned to be out for the night i guess i'll just i guess i'll hang out i'll stay over uh and (laughs) he like has a conversation with his best friend and his best friend is like oh okay and then she like she's like i'm gonna go curl my hair and she goes into the bathroom to curl Mm. her hair and then just starts playing a cam rip of avengers 2011 because it was like 2011 Mm. or 2013 or whatever in the bathroom while she's curling her hair at like two in the morning, clearly blocking any noise. So it was like, okay, he was just like, this is my chance. Get out of here. Let me like bang my date in your living room. I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh, and so, and so we start to, we start to fool around like one does in this multi-generational Spanish family's home. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, we we go back and forth a bit, and that's fine. Uh, and he's finally like, "Did you bring a condom?" And I was like, "Yeah, I did." Like, I'm not. A, this isn't my first rodeo, my friend. Even though it kind of was, because I'm so good. Uh, and he was like, "He was like, cool. I've never seen one in person before." And I was like, <laughs> "Wait, what? A okay. condom in person?" Yeah, yeah. So I was oh. like, "Oh, okay." interesting thing to spring on me right now while you're trying to woo me uh in this incredibly awkward situation but okay um and so like you know things progress a little bit and we start getting a little bit friskier uh and he it becomes immediately very clear to me 
that he is inexperienced in my worst nightmare way. Um, and I want to be very clear, being inexperienced is not a problem. Literally, basically ever, people should not feel ashamed about being inexperienced. However, you should be careful if your only exposure to sexuality is like yaoi and hentai. Oh, because yeah. you might you might hurt someone. Uh, and so uh, oh no. He's like he's he's like making out with me and like like kissing my neck and and trying to like, you know, like playfully bite at me and stuff. And then he like looks I'm shirtless, so he like goes to bite my nipple as like a playful uh, thing. Ooh. And just bites me just bites me <laughs> actually hard and i start bleeding and i was like what the fuck dude and he was like sorry sorry i just i saw it in a comic and i thought it would be hot and i was like okay uh and that is where i was like i can't do this anymore this we need to stop I'm too drunk, whatever. Like, I just played it off like, ah, ha, ha, I'm like a little too drunk. Like, oh, stuff happens. Maybe it's not a great idea. I roll over and go to bed uh, and just kind of ice it out. Um, and then in the morning, oh, ice I wake on up. It. No, I did not. I just kind of held it until it stopped bleeding. But uh, I probably realistically should have immediately used like hydrogen peroxide because who knows, maybe my entire chest could have fallen off. But uh, I was like... <laughs> I was like, whatever, it's, I, I like literally cannot deal with this right now. My blood alcohol content is too high anyway. It's fine. It will yeah, disinfect it's disinfecting itself. itself. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so I wake up in the morning with like the worst hangover of my life up to that point. And he's like, when I got hey, the Capri Sun sake mix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, okay, man. Um, like, it, you know, hey, what's up? And he was like, oh, hey, dude, I thought I'd let you sleep in. We were really drunk last night. I, like, hardly remember what happened. And I was like, haha, yeah, me neither. Uh, I'm completely, I did not black out. I was, I was very drunk, but I was not that drunk. And then uh, he was like, what do you want for food? Like, I'm so hungry. You must be hungry, too. I bet you're hungover. And I was like, yeah, order pizza, please. Like, that would be great. And literally the only thing I had on my mind was like pizza. Seeing this pizza might move me to tears after this horrible experience <laughs> that I had today. Oh like, God. like the idea of something as beautiful and comforting as a gigantic, large pizza was just so incredible for me. So I waited for 45 minutes to like wake up and not be so hungover for this pizza to show up. And uh, the guy, the, the pizza guy comes to the door, knocks on the door and is like, I have a pizza delivery for toaster because I had him put my name on the order. Uh, and mm. when he showed up at the door, I just grabbed my stuff, walked out the door and took the pizza with me and then ate oh it my in God. my car and drove <laughs> oh home. Uh, wow. yeah. <laughs> and that was the end of my very first online dating hookup. Uh, yeah, that That's was a not, yeah, yeah. wild experience. But Ooh. I refer to this story as my encounter with the nipple vampire because <laughs> he drew blood from my nipple uh, and it was not a great experience. But yeah, I, yeah. but here's my thing, right? Uh, this whole story is insane, uh, but I didn't die. So 
if I can do it, all you people can do it. It's easy now. You have dating this apps for this stuff. This isn't the best sell after okay the Cupid. previous comments. <laughs> all I'm saying is that OkCupid <laughs> was a different era, okay? Your earlier Being... points are not supported well by the story. No, my earlier points are great now because I don't need to go on a date with someone to get to know them. I can just chat with them on an app. And then figure <laughs> figure out what the heck we're going to be up to. And I don't need to play this weird back and forth dating game with some very charming, endearing, inexperienced boy uh, who I did not have a great night with. <laughs> so dating apps are a step in the right direction as far as I'm concerned uh, from dating websites. <laughs> Yeah. You lost hit points on that date. <laughs> I did. I did. I rolled multiple That's... crit fails in a row on every single decision that I could have made. Yeah. Uh, except for the pizza. I, I had some great, some bomb I mean, that's pizza. A, what an ending. That like, was that's, an exit. Yeah. Like, imagining the animated <laughs> version of the story. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it, it helps that, like, I went downstairs to get the pizza. And then, like... They were on the landing above us, and I'm sure they expected me to come back up the stairs. So you but I just didn't. Left. I just left. You just left with the pizza. I just left with Holy the pizza. Crap. Yeah. You didn't even so say like hi or anything. That's great. No, I Irish exited them so hard. I just I went to get the pizza and then left, and he paid for it. So that's reparations, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, but uh, since then I have many, I've had many great dates on dating apps and I've met tons of great friends. Uh, that is, you know, it's just, it's fine. Like, like dating apps, like Grindr and stuff like that. Like even when you have hookups, right. Even when you're like getting to bone down and stuff, like you're just like, like literally I've just like gone over friend's house, played smash bros and then fooled around with people and it's fine. Like it's like, that's, that is the new dating experience. You don't need to have this weird like email asynchronous communication with people in order to like suss out if they're a serial killer or not. You just like, if the vibes aren't good in the first DM they sent you, you just move on and it's great. Mm. Does it take a lot of experience to tell if the vibes are not good or is it just no? No. Yeah. I think I think instinctively your body's pretty good at going like You'd huh. be surprised at people instincts. Sometimes I mean yeah, I mean we just went over how someone's instincts led him to literally drawing blood <laughs> from me. So I mean <laughs> sometimes instincts are not to be Hentai is a very violent yeah. genre. Arison must have gotten the worst told off by his mom. She must have been pissed. You did <laughs> oh. what to his nipple? Yeah. Oh, she was. She, she, was, heart, she was heartbroken. About. She was heartbroken that we didn't get married. That I'm not her son-in-law. It's okay. Yeah. I think her name was Donna. I don't remember, but if you're out there, Donna, what's up, girl? Call me. If you're Harrison, you you never tell anyone that story. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he told. I I feel like I feel like he would, but I don't feel like you should. By the way, Everyone... you tell the story to us, sir. He, he's the kind of person. That would share to somebody. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm sure as far as he was concerned, up until that last moment, it was just kind of awkward but salvageable. Uh awkward, but yeah. salvageable. But like, after the podcast. pizza, I never <laughs> spoke to him again, and I'm pretty sure he blocked me on OKCupid, so it's fine. You stole I've his, his pizza. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> the pizza he got, he got sacred. Yeah, he got paid for the pizza. Well, yeah. I'm gonna lose my mind. 
I'm going to lose my mind if he's a listener on this podcast. <laughs> edit edit out every odds? single time I said his name and instead replace it with like John, you, Clark Gable. I'm like, why are you saying golden names? <laughs> to be clear, I, I there were not. I think that just his first name is fine. But you can't give me editing fine. homework. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You listen to this no whole thing and catch no, every instance of me saying it a lot of times. Listenable. I'm okay. I can I can bury whatever. That's the I want great. Here that's the great. We'll filter now now you can say anything and you can't be canceled because yeah, everyone quit 30 seconds pause. in when we're all yelling about the millennial pause <laughs> yeah. any names that may or may not be referenced to real world people are not references to real world people yeah it was yeah, a reference to literally harrison ford toaster went back in time yeah. and dated uh harrison. and dated 19 year old harrison ford oh, which is and then you could tell because VHS has existed. <laughs> yes, VH- yeah, 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 video a rental video store. What is yeah? What fucks with my brain is is doing the mental math and being like, wow, this whole story happened while I was working at Best Buy. Like that's how the that's how the timeline lines up. Like back when I was starting mm-hmm. my Let's Play channel, basically, I'm like, this is just weird thinking back that far. <laughs> it's vaguely upsetting. The uh, yeah. uh, I lost my train of thought. It's dead. I killed it. I was in university. R.I.P. Oh yeah, I've heard enough. I've heard enough bad dating yeah. stories from Stephanie to know that like a lot of dates have like shockingly asynchronous or asymmetrical experiences where yeah, uh, like she like she'll be on a date and she's just absolutely miserable and she hates the person and hates the date and just wants to leave. Oh my god! And then by the end, they're like they like want another date like they're like so that was good yeah. right like they have no idea that this was like a horrible time and they think that like this is like things went well <laughs> it's just like it's a so no wow. you don't you know you're not you are not automatically on the same page at all yeah i mean it happens but i i mean the thing that i, I don't say know if it's easier this, when though. you're gay or not like because men and women have a lot of like fucked up cultural background behind dating that's that is itself extremely like asymmetrical and like the way that uh, uh, the way that men are socialized to date women is a weird like th- like challenge they have to defeat essentially like it, it almost is yeah. like a job interview and it, they don't and they're often not in tune at well, all with the point of any of it so i don't know yeah i mean there's a i think there's a difference in uh there's a difference in understanding whether or not or it's very difficult to tell how bad or good a date is going, especially with somebody you don't know, because you have no fucking yeah. idea what is or is not something that pisses them off or like is a red flag for them. So you don't know that your own behavior is bad because you don't know enough about a person to tell the signs that they're not having a good time or whatever. And there is a level of like, you can be emotionally aware, right? If someone just doesn't talk to you, if they're like one word answers to all of your you know, your sentences or whatever in real life, then maybe it's probably not going well. Either they're really shy or they fucking don't want to talk to you. Um, yeah. But otherwise, exactly. like, it's hard. How do you know? I don't know. I like the date I went on with Mandy was awful. Probably the worst date I have ever <laughs> been on because I was just it was like literally in the height of covid and we went to go do mini golf because that seemed like a really cute thing that would be easy to do without being in a building right no every fucking human being in a 20 mile radius was doing golf that day (laughs) it was packed it was literally shoulder to shoulder doing mini golf which means that you're being impatiently like rushed to go through a fucking kids game great also 
it's loud because there's so many people. So it was hard to talk because there's a bunch of kids and like adults shouting at one another while you're trying to golf. So great time having a conversation. Once we finish that, like <laughs> there's nothing in the area that we were nearby to go do for like eating except for fast food, which like I just didn't want to eat. I had no interest in eating like Taco Bell or something like no, thank you. And yeah, not and so great it just was food. this. Yeah, it's, it was just this completely awful, shitty experience that i would never want to do again but then we had a second date so like how do you even know how the fuck do you even <laughs> know if this works or not you don't it, yeah. it doesn't make sense like it's i mean just, the surrounding scenario it, doesn't inform your impression of the person when like just stuff happens well at the no date. but it's <laughs> like to yeah, the date but it's, it's hard so there's the when, when there's yeah. So that's yeah. the thing, though. It's like it's hard. There's a lot of things going on. So it was hard for me to even focus on the person. There's a lot of other variables. I, it's hard. To, you know, like you're trying not to be overwhelmed by stuff like noise yeah. or people or the idea that maybe one of these people is trying to murder you with a disease they're unwilling to to acknowledge is real. And like there's a lot. Also, of you were trying. I bet you were trying to win the game. I bet you were like also just being. I don't have to try. I'm better at mini golf. <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. actually, so actually just we ended up tying uh we ended oh, up tying oh, that's that nice match. um i will crush our, under, anyone under my putt putt heel exactly so our first and second date were both competitive based so our first date was <laughs> mini golf and our second date was mario party and that's how you find um, a girlfriend that's better than you at overwatch and, and both times we tied so we tied on both mario party and mini golf which are both things that you don't know. You really don't really know the outcome to will be until like the final, like the final moment, <laughs> like the final shot of a mini golf match is what mostly dictates it. Cause if you're head in head, you don't know if, who's going to win. Mm -hmm. um, and Mario party is like, as soon as you finish it, the game goes like, ha ha, I lied. This guy's actually cool. <laughs> like <laughs> you don't know who wins Mario party until the end. Um, but I, the whole time, I couldn't tell you whether or not the vibes were good. I have no idea. Like, I, I just could not tell you at any particular time whether or not. I could tell you I had fun, and I can tell you that, you know, I don't think I did bad. But I'm sure if I asked Mandy, she'd probably be like, no, you're awful. Like, probably just a <laughs> terrible human being. <laughs> and that's like, why I, she I kept it. coming I, back. I, I don't know like that that's that's the thing though I I would never know I it's very hard to be that you could in ask tune. I you, you could know? ask but it is very awkward to ask like hey just wanted to ask like could you give me a like a A to F summary on how bad I did on this date you know am I like at a B a D what what do I need improvement on you know like it's weird to ask like you can say hey I I had a good time did you have a good time and if they go no you go like oh well I guess I misjudged it but yeah in the moment that sounds in the moment reasonable. you're not going to recognize that you're still going to ask oh yeah hey, not I had in the moment. time do yeah. you want did did you too like that's the thing is like you're not going to be able to sit there and be like ah oh, yes they were hating it you can tell again like if someone just looks pissed off like i can guarantee you uh <laughs> we went we went on we we went to a fucking go watch a uh jurassic park on ice essentially performance what? and uh don't it's not great no it wasn't covid it was this happened recently uh, i'm just, just imagining the how, how bad the t-rex would eat shit on ice it's, <laughs> it's mostly <laughs> terrible so predator it, I, 
it's not really on ice it's basically it's basically just a jurassic park live it looks like it's on ice because it's just people running around uh and some of them are in dinosaur <laughs> literal inflatable dinosaur costumes and the others are just like giant animatronics on cars um bad just the worst possible thing i've ever seen i feel bad for the actors because i don't think any of them wrote this script that sounds incredible uh yeah anyways the point being we went to go see this uh this awful jurassic park live performance and when we ended it we ate food and then we're gonna we took an uber to get there because we didn't want to park in downtown sacramento um and so we were taking an uber back and we we get in, uh, so we we request an uber we're a, a party of like five people this car says it fits five people we get there and there's the the guy's wife is sitting in the in one of the seats and she's the co-pilot apparently so he doesn't have a five-seat car he has a four-seat car and his suggestion was like oh just someone can just sit on another person's lap (laughs) no not a great idea so i was like okay well i'm just gonna get a different uh uber but everyone else insisted that i didn't do that okay fine i guess i have to put myself in danger down (laughs) yeah i caved because i i is I'm not with my it's, is not pointed? My, my it's not my family. I don't have the authority to tell them like, no, fuck all of you. I'm doing something that's better for me. I don't care how you feel. So you just cave in, nah, you give into like what they want. Night out and, saying that. and so we get into this shitty car, and this car, no fucking just it is blasting the worst country music I have ever heard. It has monitors on the back of the, the car <laughs> that is just basically <laughs> it. And it was so, yeah, it was very loud, like so loud. I literally put headphones in that are noise canceling and I could still hear the music like and I was playing music while with those headphones in. And it was still loud enough that the their their country music was bl- like bleeding into my music. Uh, the car was just obnoxious. It basically was a, like a YouTuber's car. Every fucking Batman car had these... Wait, wait. No, no. YouTuber's no, no. car. Listen, How many listen YouTubers to me. have so you been ba- in the cars of? Let me tell you. Just me. So the back of... No, 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 I'm, no, no. I'm catching I'm, strays. I'm not... No, you'll, you'll understand when I say this. It was like a YouTuber's car. The back of it had two, like both seats, uh, like the driver and the, and the, uh, the shotgun, had screens on the back of it. And they were playing some kind of like... I don't know, some weird fucking country channel. Like, it's just these weird cowboy-looking motherfuckers going through a house, and they're like, y'all, this is my house. This is my stable. This is my horse. Um, is and that then, what country sounds like? I imagine. I God, I, <laughs> would you ever go? And so below that... Country below really is the, are, uh, the virtue signaling genre. It, God, yes. It's, they just uh, list off anyways, things that, give you, that are supposed to get your approval. Yeah, and below these screens that are playing the shitty whatever video, it are giant pictures that are like, don't forget to give me five stars and give me a tip and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, I, this car fucking sucks. And, uh, and so we're, I'm, I, and I'm the one, right? I'm the one that had to sacrifice their seat. So I'm sitting there scrunched up against the door of a car, basically, um, barely you able to sit, sit on anybody's with, lap My how God. could i i'm too big like oh, so right forgot about that so it's like it's like i'm too tall i'm too like why i can't do this and so i i'm like crunched up against a wall i'm letting other people you know like being crushed listening to loud country music being blasted visually with shit i don't want to see and the whole time i had the face like 
I think I, I think I had the exact same face that probably Jeffrey Dahmer had every time he locked the door. Like I looked like <laughs> I literally was going to wipe out the entire car. It was the worst situation, the worst feeling I had ever been in in my entire life. And I promise you, that is a face that someone could look at and go, "I fucked up." Like I, this is the uh, this person is not happy. That would be the only time <laughs> oh I think God. I could I I I'm. That is like the only time someone could see in a date and be like, oh, yeah, this probably isn't going well. They look like they literally want to murder me. This probably isn't a good date. But like otherwise, <laughs> that, it's very I'm sorry, difficult I'm laughing to, about to it, but yeah. No, it's just it. It is like that's the thing is like it's very difficult to to read people that you don't under that you don't know mm -hmm. unless they're being like very obvious about it. You're basically and, being assaulted by by all the things in that car. Yeah, and I, and yeah, there were six people in a five-seat car. Yeah, for me, it's like it's I I'm usually pretty good at kind of like pretending. I can put a, I'm really good at doll facing. I guess I like to call it where I'll just you know have the little mask on, like you're just smiling, you're doing the thing. That's how you interact with most families. Is you just do this doll face, and they love you. You're just like, oh my god, he smiles all the time. He never says anything that offends me. What a great person. I'm like, you don't you don't know anything about me. That's the whole point that's what i'm doing here that's why that's why you think i'm a great person <laughs> like you, you think just a, a miracle walked into your home the uh and so but if like, you only knew that i main junk riding <laughs> overwatched you <should laughs> you'll never you have and, no idea what kind of monster you've invited into your home <laughs> exactly and and but obviously the difference here is like i i would say for uh men and women dating there's a big insistence on women being kind of doll-faced through a date you do not want to be aggressively unhappy because it could be dangerous for you because uh statistically yeah. speaking men are dangerous <laughs> like so it it is yeah. like unfortunately you do have to kind of like you, there's only so much you can do in a bad date and usually at the end when they're like is this a good date they think that because you've successfully avoided a confrontation that could be dangerous for you um and that's like the difference between i think men and women dating versus maybe men and men and women and women like there's maybe a little bit less uh, undertone of threat <laughs> involved in the dating angle. <laughs> so it can be a little bit harder to, to gauge and guess. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I like to be, um, I like to be intelligent about it. And I just assume that I fucked up the date every time. And that's just the best way to go about it. Just always assume you fucked the entire date up and then it's fine. If you did no hard feelings, you already defeated yourself about it. And if you didn't, mm -hmm. you, it's a serotonin boost. You just get positive energy. There's no downside to this outcome. Like, correct. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, it doesn't hurt my feelings that I fucked up a date. I, that's normal. I'm bad at social situations. Yeah. The end. But yeah. like, if I didn't, There's, there are I worse win. things in the world <laughs> than a bad date. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I just, I just told. I you just could get told your nipple bit. Story about exactly. Like I <laughs> yeah. could have been axe murdered 150 times in this story. You want to know what my takeaway from this bad date was? Uh, I got a kind of funny story, and I ate some damn good pizza. That's a win, y'all. That's a win. My takeaway from today is never accept rides. <laughs> Don't accept rides from people. That is the a very entire bad, day oh, just goes wrong from that That's the first thing they teach you as a child on. not to do <laughs> if you don't want to get murdered.
Look, there is a reason the Americans have such a strong car culture, and it's not because we're weird. It's because that freedom yeah. is important. Being able to control your own uh, agency it's just the nature and direction of, and where you go. It's just the law of nature. The moment you get in no, someone else's vehicle, not... the rest of the day is bad. That's <laughs> not yes. true, let me, though. Yes, Being able yes, to Colonel, take the train to the, to the restaurant Colonel, and get shit faced and then take the, take the train, train back home. to the restaurant? Colonel, yeah, how, often or, do you, yeah. how often do you have to sit in a public space in a vehicle with Americans? Oh, I, uh, that's true. I will yeah. say. Do not. Well, but they, and, yeah, and under any circumstance, do not be in a vehicle with other Americans that you do not know. It is not good. It is unpleasant, <laughs> unfun, and you might as well do something else with your life. Like, that is why. I, Just have a car. Just have a car. Get yourself to where you need to go. And then all the bad times you interact with people get to go away at your own decision <laughs> your own discretion you get it's to just kind of get up and go away <laughs> both times i went to the u.s in new york specifically all of my uber drivers and taxi drivers were not american or at least i mean they might have been american but uh one of them was uh, egyptian the other one was um oh i forget but he talked he talked he talked about it but i forget it's a central america country um and uh just lovely time but yeah i can i can understand the thing is like what i'm saying in terms of freedom though is it like it's so much better to be just have the city at your fingertips through public transportation throughout the night 24 hours it's just like you can go everywhere at any time 24 hours just, you have your trains run 24 hours yeah i mean the city the city like metro and city trams and stuff like that yeah that's pretty unusual. I feel like I've never been is to it? a lot of places that have 24-hour public transit. Not the bus. The buses don't... Well, it depends. Uh, here... Like, usually it cuts off at, like, midnight. They go, like, all right, it's midnight. Oh, Either no, no, you're no, stuck where yeah, you are or what. Like, yeah, that, that's, that's what it is in the, in the U.S., yeah. Yeah. Here in Europe, like, it, it's either 24 hours or it cuts at, like, 4 in the morning. The and trains do at, stop at in Japan. The commuter rail stops, but it's at 3 a.m. Hmm. 3 yeah, a.m.? We got, we, when does it start? Six, six or seven, Probably. something like that. Three, you yeah. get a three-hour time down. Why? Just stay open twenty-four-seven. What's the well, three extra hours I do? Com sometimes commuter rail is different than yeah, that's than true. regular rail. Commuter rail is just the inter inter-county rail, basically for people who would be commuting. So it's not running all the time because they need time to do maintenance. I assume, and there's yeah, not no. a ton of trains. So, but just yeah. No. I don't know. I, I don't talk from a dating perspective per se, but just having public transportation is amazing at the best of times. But I think for dating, it's probably even better because it gives independence to ever, to both people. It uh, allows you to be more spontaneous and be like, I just, you know, want to go this place that I've never been or whatever. I don't know the, the way. Let's just take the train or take, take the bus or whatever. And obviously, yeah, like, I mean, it's public, so it's safer, and it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, city interactions make more sense. Uh, when you're doing things privately, a car is the most valuable resource possible. But yeah. if you're doing something like, I want to go watch a shitty dinosaur show, yeah, the, a, a train would have been way nicer. It would have been fantastic to just get on a train and then just take that to the downtown and then just watch a thing and then get back on the train and go back to where the house is and maybe we just park a car at a parking lot that's i don't know 40 minutes away from the train station but yeah it's still better than <laughs> that's still better than like 
I don't know, an Uber, yeah. a 30 minute Uber all the way back crammed to the side of the fucking door. <laughs> That's like, wild. it's just not. It's, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it. I don't know. Uh, it's it is it is very interesting uh, the way that system, that yeah transit is set up here. But it's important to note that just if you are right, if you are doing Uber, the entire point of that is to get me from one destination to the other. You're not a fucking entertainment vehicle. I'm not asking you to be a party bus. I need you to simply drive four tires to one direction. So do not put any distractions in there and. You can have music, just have it low enough for you to hear. I don't think everyone in the car needs to hear your music. It's fine. Like, and if you're listening to country, don't. That just, that's just a don't. general rule. Even if it's just like, for that's, you. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a general, blank, general blanket rule. If you listen to country, don't do that. Like, just literally listen to anything else. Like, you listen to, like, two bricks rubbing against each other. But do not listen to country. Listen to anything else, I beg you. Please. Like, the, whole, the whole way we pass time on long car rides is that Stephanie just runs the Spotify on her phone in the back seat. And everyone just takes turns requesting songs. We, we just cycle and that passes the time both because you're just listening to different music and because you're also like kind of like you kind of like making your own mental playlist of what songs you want to request which gives you a thing to think about whenever you're not talking mm-hmm. and it's I, just a, i just put my headphones dynamic. in and do not engage wow you're not even going to talk to stephanie rude i didn't say i wasn't going to talk to stephanie <laughs> but like that's the most of my experience in a car is just not engaging it's like just detaching and looking out the window and being like god in 30 minutes maybe i'll be free of this long unnecessary transportation system i would like to just not have to yeah that's another reason why public transportation is better because it's so much easier to just you know chat and and engage with each other while traveling (laughs) oh I just realized I responded, but what actually just happened? I thought Keith just said my name, but I was scrolling did, Twitter. Yeah. Okay, I yeah, was no, very I said hey toaster, but then the conversation kept going, so I was like, well, there okay. you go again. Hey toaster, <laughs> ready to be somebody's wingman? Sure. My I'm name is Mike, and I'm man. going to my first furry convention at the end of August, Furry Delphia, and I'm super pumped. I don't have a group that I'm going with, as I don't currently have many friends in the fandom, and none of my friends really know I'm a furry. I've got it in my Twitter name, and I've messaged some people, but I'm inept at talking to new people online for the most part, and was wondering if any of you had any advice on how to meet new furries and could even share how you all met. Also, if you had any conversation on what to expect at my first con. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I think we've talked a lot about what to expect at a first con before. Yeah, to you can watch our Las Vegas there. Furcon episode for that. Yeah, you can just watch that. We'll, we, we go over every single thing. Um, my advice for how to meet people at cons, though, is that, like, you're all there to be at a con. So find a spot that has people at it and sit around and people and like, just be open and friendly and like smile at people as they walk by and say like, Oh, I like your fursuit or whatever. And they'll just talk to you. <laughs> like, uh, one of the things that we did at LVFC was like, hang out in the game room. And I was like, I was playing rhythm games and a lot of the rhythm games are two player. So when the machine next to me was, was free, someone would come up and be like, I've never played this before. And I'd be like, here, like, I, this is how you do it. You, This is the OK button, and then you go ahead, you can pick a song. And then they'll be like, oh, I like I like this Vocaloid song. And you're like, yeah, it's sick, dude. And then you talk, and then that's how you make friends. Uh, another good example is we were just, uh, I was playing, like, Guilty Gear on a Cabinet, 
Some person came over to play. We played like four rounds, and then they were like, just I, I beat them, and they were like, oh man, like Anji's so hard to beat. And I was like, yeah, dog, he's tough. He's my favorite character. Do you play Strive? And they were like, yeah, dude. And then we just talked about that. Like it's you just you just slide in like a little bit of bait for lack of a better word and then they they bite it and then you just have the you the, you reel them in with the conversation uh the, just, the biggest piece of advice is, to just not... is like the local con or something yes. i hope you're not flying and like traveling expensively for a con where you're not meeting anyone there because that is the infamous recipe for just sort of like wasting a trip and coming back sad is people that yes. like they never power through to actually like interacting and meeting with anyone, so they just kind of awkwardly drift around in circles for three days and then go home. Yeah. Oh, that's gotta be miserable. But it's I up mean, to you. You it, have the power. Yeah, you just gotta go do stuff. Download and, Bark. Uh, <laughs> talk to people. <laughs> I guess you could do that. Down. I mean, hey, download Grinder and then put in your profile. Uh, I I don't want to hook up. I just want to make friends. Message me if you like uh, cats, and then people will talk to you. Like it's fine. Oh, don't Mark do that. I don't know if whatever, but like that's something you can do. The community is so small. Sometimes I just Googled uh, Free Delphi, and one of the first things I got was official art for Free Delphi 2022 last year, and it's by mm -hmm. martial arts. <laughs> Who's in oh, our Discord? <laughs> I'm like, I know this uh, artist. <laughs> but but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like making friends is just like like people get in their own heads about it and they get nervous about sharing their opinions and they get nervous about like existing in a social space. Yes. And like there's no there's no secret. You just have to stop. You just have to not care about that. And then like I know that sucks to hear, but like you do just kind of have to get good. Like you just need to be like, all right, uh, I'm going to put myself out there because there are no consequences. Hi everyone, and then people will talk to you, and then you'll make friends, and that's how you make friends. Um, so yeah, it's and also fine. when when it goes really wrong, it it usually goes really wrong. So you have a, a good a fun story to talk about about how you yeah. completely fumbled <laughs> a conversation with a stranger exactly it's like oh no i was way we in way over my head and that happened i basically I was, never uh, heard of Philadelphia, but pretty much every free convention is essentially like unlike nerd cons that are about merch and caring about ips yeah. and stuff furry conventions are mostly a party yeah so you're just like seriously like truly one of the best ways to make friends is to like pin up in a place and then just like if you see someone who is wearing like someone walks by with like a a pin from an anime you like be like oh hey i like your pin don't like chase them down but if you're both standing there awkwardly and not engaged in a conversation be like oh hey i like your pin my favorite character is is saber from fate and they'll be like oh i like archer and then you make out and that's that's how you make friends for god it's not <laughs> it's not hard it's 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 pretty simple you're you're all getting in your heads about it you don't need to worry too much about it just have fun just i'm rooting for you champ i would never <laughs> yeah, i would never you could. you could it would have to be in this town 
it would have to be I drive to the convention situation. I I would never just solo go to a convention. That's wild. Oh, sure. I better yeah. be doing I a mean, panel like, I, or I something. I thought you meant you like, would never start a conversation with someone. And I was no. Like, I'm saying like could. I. Uh, this is this is exactly what I would never do is just go to a convention alone with yeah. no plan of who to meet up with or like anyone that I, that I know there. That's just, I think that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's the worst feeling. Is just yeah. not having it has to be anger. driving there. Like it has to be like right here, and there isn't one. <laughs> like fact, yeah, this I mean is, that's that's the downside of a plain clothes convention too. Like especially if you go to a furry convention, and you don't have a fursuit. Like it's it's hard. At an anime convention, there are so many cosplayers that you can start a conversation with anyone just by being like, "Oh man, I I love your costume. How long did it take to make?" Like. That's so sick. Is it, you know, is it really uncomfortable to wear? Like, you can just, like, literally talk about literally what you see. At a furry convention, if you're not wearing right. a fursuit or someone else isn't, they can't really talk about... <laughs> there's nothing to talk about other than, like, you know, whatever they see you directly displaying. So don't be afraid to, like, wear a... I don't know. Let your freak flag a fly. Wear your Naruto headband. Like, have have a good time. It's yeah. fine. You're what? You're around good people. Conventions seem like this place that... uh I don't know. I feel like I would die going to a convention. <laughs> there are a lot of fun. I like them. Have you not been to that an anime sound, convention? I, I, yeah, and I hated it. Like, it was so <laughs> cringy. Everyone there was like, the entire reason I don't do anime discourse on Twitter. Where I was like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. don't want to engage with any of you. I want all of you to cease existing, but I still want anime to exist. Like, I don't want any of this here. <laughs> I wanted to come to, to this anime convention, buy some merch, see some voice actors, and then not see anyone else at all ever no none of you none of you dressed up none of you around just i want all of you gone most of most of the people at a convention are not what you want to see yeah exactly i'm not there for the people at a convention i'm there for the things that the convention offers me i don't it's so it's like a lot of conventions don't seem appealing to me but that seems extra unappealing where like i'm the convention is about interacting with the people like that is what a furry convention essentially is you're not there for they're not like selling furries <laughs> you know they're not yeah, like they're, yeah. they're, it's like the the, the premise it like uh, anime is very just a commercial product it's a hundred percent there to just get you to buy shitty products you don't need um and then maybe you can see a guy who like voiced a character that you're uh, uh, uncharacteristically infatuated with uh, and would actually hate in real life, but you seem to pretend like you actually love them. Um, and then you can get their autograph for some reason, and then you could just go home and then have a good time. Uh, but a furry convention is very much about the people. It's about the interactions with people. It's about the yes. like the community, and that sounds terrifying. What like yeah? What you just show up and someone wears a Naruto headband, and you're like, uh, I know that. And then that's it. Like, I, I'm not yeah. going to like, I don't want to talk to them. They're wearing a Naruto headband. That's weird. I'm just going to like, I'd be like, yeah, that's a Naruto headband. Like, I see that. I don't know. You see, like, I'll see people wearing anime clothes all the time in public. And I'm like, I know that anime. I know the anime. I know the anime. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going to walk up and be like, hey, I like that anime. I mean, I don't because they're all wearing like Demon Slayer and Naruto shirts. But, you know, like you can, you can see them and be like, yeah, I know the anime. I know that character. That's cool. And I'm sure they'd be excited. Guess, they'd be like, oh my god, somebody knows yeah. about this character. But it's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I think, I think that's what I'm saying, though. And, like, maybe it's a little bit manipulative, but, like, this is this is just what talking to people is. Like, if you want... 
Sure. You got to yeah. grease, grease palms and lick hands or whatever the, the uh. terminology is. Kiss babies. <laughs> uh, where like the whole, the whole point is like, maybe like, I don't like Naruto. I don't care about Naruto. I've seen like five episodes of Naruto since I was in fifth Somebody grade. has to like, be the conversation dom. Yeah, so you just said, yeah. like, when I see someone in a Naruto shirt and I think, like, oh, they look like they're having a good time and I want to have a conversation with someone, I look at their Naruto shirt and then I go into my mind palace and I remember a character from Naruto and I'm like, I I really, uh, oh, man, you watch Naruto? I love Rock Lee. He has, like, big eyebrows. And they're like, oh, I love <laughs> Rock Lee. You noticed me. I, validation. And then you start a conversation <laughs> with someone. And then, like, that's, like, literally just how you do social stuff uh and it's an enjoyable time uh and and yeah i've yeah. started conversations with like i'm being 100 percent sincere like most people don't remember the first interaction they have with each other so especially in a big busy social environment like just talk just talk to people just say things like they won't remember and if it goes poorly they won't remember you and if it goes great you have a new best friend problem solved <laughs> It's the high school thing all over again. Yeah. I mean, yes, Andrew exactly. and I used to know a conversation, Dom. Like, she would just plow through the all of the awkward <laughs> initial initial elements of talking to anyone. She would just approach strangers at, like, the student union and other stuff. And then just kind of, like, within five minutes, she had, like, their phone number and was, like, dragging them over. Like, here's our new friend and stuff like that. And yeah. that's essentially the directly how I got on the trajectory to meeting Marty and doing tabletop stuff at his house and then living at his house. It was because she was just this force to be reckoned with socially that just mashed people together and no one was entirely sure what was happening. <laughs> it's... There's just people yeah, that can just I, I... go... I, I'm very much uh, I the, the kind of person I am is I will not engage unless I have to. But if I have to, then I will be good about it. Like I, I very much am a, a an on demand politician. Like if you yes, if someone were if like a stranger walked up to me, it would suddenly be like, oh, yeah, this guy is amenable and he is very polite and nice. But then like I will just walk away. I will get, find a way to not be in the conversation as fast as possible. And like. I, I that's why like cons I just don't go to conventions for that particular reason. I know I'm not built for this. I'm not built for this kind of interaction level. Um and I just and I not to be rude, but I don't also care. I'm pretty I'm yeah. pretty fine. Like I when I meet people, when I meet new people, it tends to be on accident because of someone else. But if I was just like sitting alone in a room and no one ever talked to me, I would not be upset. And it's not like yeah. that I don't care about my friends, but it's like I don't have that need. I don't have a need for socialization. Um, so the idea of like a convention is kind of like that. You want to find people that are within your same sphere of interest and hobbies and you want that social interaction. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't. <laughs> I don't I don't need that. So then the appeal of like a convention drops dramatically, like half of its appeal goes away, where the idea is that you're cul you're culminating a lot of people together that are going to be like minded, interested and have a good time with one another. And worst case, you have people like I don't agree about characters or whatever, but they're not people yeah. that vehemently hate like you're not going to go to an anime convention and people are like I fucking hate anime. It's like, what are you doing here? What did you get lost? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> so so like that, that was the, my first experience at Midwest Fur Fest was getting in an elevator and immediately pe hearing people saying I fucking hate this convention <laughs> and it hadn't even yeah. started yet. <laughs> that is, that is <laughs> a thing. Wild. Like pe people will have like 
have takes about the convention but at the same time like that just happens everywhere it doesn't matter yeah. even a furry convention thing. furries yeah, are also a, a bit of a strange experience where like you have these people that drag their fursuits around in these giant like in these giant bins that are all like travel safe and everything and like they just have their routine down and they're just they're just touring the conventions like a band tours the country but they're just some yeah. guy doing it just to go to all the con- like they just go to several conventions per year and they, they like to the point where they they find themselves spending thousands of dollars to go on trips to places they don't like because they don't even like that convention anymore but that's like how they socialize and it's part of their just yearly routine and it's so it's like it becomes like the overwatch of conventions where it's for some reason they're still doing it even though it's expensive and time consuming yeah Humans are weird. That's the shocking takeaway. No one knows what they're doing or why. They're fine. I like to go to them and then hang out. I know what I'm doing and why. And then I've never been to a convention apart from work. That doesn't count. Yeah, I don't (laughs) do a lot of business conventions, and business conventions are somewhat more palpable to me because I know everyone's there being fake. If there's like something yeah. comforting and knowing that every interaction is with people that are equally in your same mindset of like, God, I want to go to fuck home. Like, <laughs> so there's a, there's something nice about work conventions. They are still a huge people, waste of time, but there's people who fake the, 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 the pleasure of being at a work convention so well, that it makes me feel guilty seeing them work so hard to it? seem like super excited. Oh, that's me. Have you ever That's seen those people? I'm like, no, I Colonel. am that kind of person. <laughs> Colonel, they're not faking. They're just on a lot of cocaine. That's oh. what that's for. That's what that <laughs> was invented for. <laughs> that that would, yeah. I wish I there was like, uh, I'm trying to remember what convention it was. There, it was like some Apple convention in San Francisco, um, and I remember I remember going to it, and it was. Like just getting to there was a nightmare. Uh, like at, on my way to there, get like so on my way to that convention, I had to walk from a hotel I was staying at to the convention center, um, because don't drive in San Francisco. Um, it's actually not worth your time. It is uh, not. And Keith it, and I learned that the hard way. San Francisco driving not. very bad experience. Not no. fun at all. Yeah. No. Uh, and so I walked... Got a story out of it, though. The, That's the moral of today, apparently. Every every driving <laughs> in San Francisco comes with a story. You get... It's just a free part of the driving experience. Yeah. You get a free story No, you, you got a story of me driving into oncoming traffic when we drove in San, <laughs> yeah. in San Francisco. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just about to That's say, our story, story is you, like, literally going the wrong direction and down a hill, mind Those you. Those roads like are fucked up. the worst possible place. Those are <laughs> fucked up roads. Well, it wasn't the worst possible place because it was empty. Oh, true. But I meant like you don't want to if you're going the wrong direction, you don't want to also do it down a hill. Yeah. Like that's the least like least no, just, place to do that. San Francisco is such a disorienting environment to drive in. You forget how to drive. Yeah. Immediately you're like, what, yeah, what the fuck? How do I even navigate this? Nothing looks right. I mean, I'm used to busy towns and cities. So it's not like even that, that it's busy necessarily. Understand. It's it's the roads are incomprehensible. <laughs> 
I can every road has different rules and different thicknesses and looks different and and is marked different and the lights keep changing position and shape and size and appearance like they're trying to hide in an i spy book and then every other road just goes up or down a hill so you it just looks it looks like a sheer cliff until you're five feet away from it because you can't see down it and your car it's a nightmare you need to trust you need to trust that it's not a sheer cliff like I've been Look, in, like I've been in San Francisco, even just letting my mom drive. I'm like, here, just chill, it's fine. She's confident, whatever. And she ran several red lights. Oh no! Because yeah. there's several parts of San Francisco where suddenly the only light is like a tiny little stick in the middle of the road, sticking straight up with vertical lights on it, and you have to like spot it over there now when you're used to lights sticking out horizontally over the road. And they're just like, they keep changing where the lights are and what they look like throughout the mm. town. And there's no, like the entire, right. it's like, a, it's like the reason why roundabouts are terrifying when there's like one roundabout as opposed to a town that's full of roundabouts. Like it's standardization. <laughs> like if there's one yeah. roundabout in, in, in a 50 square mile radius, then you're like, I don't trust a single person to know how to drive in this thing. That thing's terrifying. <laughs> and like similarly, like just the the whole reason why driving is ever safe and reliable and navigable for people is that it's based on really consistent rules and things look consistent and you can tell mm-hmm. what you're looking at at a glance and you don't have to question what's happening. Because the moment you have to question what's happening, you're dealing with Overwatch noise where you're like, what even happened here yeah. except you died in a car crash yeah. <laughs> like it's fucked up yeah. like you can't change you can't be like advent guard about your fucking city layout and street shapes and light placements because then people don't know what the rules are or where where they're looking and they're like oh like because if you don't immediately spot an over like an over the street like stoplights, mm-hmm. then you just think oh everyone else has to yield or has lights this must be a through street for me and then you then you spot the weird secret light too late, and you're almost in a car crash. Like it's fucked up. <laughs> San Francisco is a fucked up town. Toaster and I drove in a circle like eight times in one area, just trying to find how to get to like the uh, like the pier or the wharf. You know, like the big, the famous one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we looped like eight times trying to find where you can even park anywhere. Like where can you where are you allowed to stop the car? And because you're always in the flow of traffic, and there's infinite weird curbs and one way roads and don't turn this way signs, we just couldn't actually find a place to stop in any way. Yeah, we, we couldn't we couldn't <laughs> get. So the thing that we found is that like the parking garage that we wanted to get to, there was like maintenance on one road, so we couldn't get to it. And then the only other roads with doorways to get into the parking garage were one ways. But we couldn't get oh, to the one ways because the parking the garage yeah. was on the other side of the road. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we were like, yeah. how the fuck do we get over here? Uh, it's one of those things where even the GPS can't save you because it also doesn't know how to play this game. Like <laughs> nobody knows the answers. <laughs> it's like when you look, you look up a walkthrough and it's just like a video playthrough of somebody losing the level. Like, <laughs> that's like yeah. Nobody knows how to solve San Francisco. <laughs> But, and yet there's like it's, infinite people everywhere somehow functioning and you're like, what the fuck? What did they do? And you can't ask them because you're stuck in a car I driving in circles. From an outside perspective, as in when you don't have to get anywhere. I would have parked a mile that, away and walked if I could, but I also couldn't figure out yeah. how to do that. <laughs> From an outside perspective, it, that sort of notion is, I like it. It's beautiful. Like a whole city full what? of people. Cool. You can drive. Navigating this. 
No, I can't. No, no, I don't. You can star in that I, fucking Doctor Who episode where they've been stuck in traffic. Because then it's not an born. outside perspective anymore. I want to. I want to be. I want to look at everybody and be like, "Oh, look at this <laughs> ma- majestic amount of people just going about in this maze." And they, I mean, they, look, they have nature... things to do. I don't. I don't want to have. Things you're gonna. To do. You're gonna fuck bad. around and find out about Kafka-esque, Kafka-esque nightmares. You're like, oh, I only like to enjoy the Kafka nightmare from afar. To yeah. respect to respect it and admire it, but if it happens <laughs> here, funny. suddenly, suddenly the betrayal has happened. The Kafka esque nightmare has to be full of people, but it's not allowed to have me in it. I'm not allowed to be exactly. one of the people, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like an ant farm. <laughs> like uh, the thing is here, like Porto is a city that is considerably harder to, navig- to navigate than Lisbon. Uh, being this, you know, Lisbon is the capital, and Porto is the second biggest city, which is close to where i live or i live in the suburbs and so and like driving in porto is is a little bit of a it, it's a little bit of a nightmare but it doesn't i don't think it's as bad as as uh as san francisco by the sounds of it and also portuguese people probably die, drive better than american people anyway but uh the just it, i'm used to driving there so it's like i'm very comfortable in 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 that sort of situation. It doesn't mean that I would be comfortable driving in San Francisco. But what I'm saying is, uh, I can't appreciate the ma- the madness of the tra- of the traffic. It's not even that mad, but either way, either way, I can't appreciate the the sort of the paradigm of Porto as a as a sort of a, a busy city from the, that uh, somebody from outside would arrive to and see and look and be like, "Hey, this look at this machine," basically. But I can't appreciate that in other cities because I don't know them as well or at all. And I, it, American cities sort of fascinate me. They're a little bit scary, obviously, because, of course. But it's, it fascinates me that because it's millions of people. San Francisco is 1.9 million, right? Or we, 1. Well, we don't know. Probably. That, I don't know. Do you know this sort of number? Because I don't. I, don't. I, I remember. <laughs> I, I'm kind of good with numbers, but I'm, I'm often wrong, so I'm bad. With numbers, the San, the San Francisco fascination runs uh, so deep. The number I, that comes to my mind is one point nine. So population, oh, no. population is just a stat that like is in one ear out the other. Like uh, in my head, it's like yeah, Tokyo's big. The, uh, the yeah, Jakarta's the population pretty big. You know, like New York San Francisco large. is eight hundred thousand. Yeah, it's like so eight hundred thousand, which yeah. is it's, just it's enormous. Traffic. It's a lot. It's a lot of people. It is. It is. It. I mean, the, it's the a San small, Francisco it's, metro area is pretty huge. Yeah. I don't uh, San Francisco. Oh, proper, no, the metro which, area is four point six million. That's different. yeah, that's it's pretty big. Yeah, it's always I'm wild to ever have. try to translate and compare both landmass sizes and population sizes and like travel durations between like Europe and America and how oh, well, like, yeah, because like, American it's like you don't America understand what, we're, what it's like here. <laughs> you don't understand. But America has sprawl, though. So if you, if you go into the actual city and county, then it, you kind of remove that sprawl a little bit. When you talk about like bigger cities and metro areas specifically, then it's just in a big, big, vast area. And it, the all that matters is that San Francisco won't be here forever. And that pleases me as a person. I am <laughs> glad to know that we as a society have destroyed the planet so we could destroy San Francisco. And that is a comforting thought. It just will sink like it should into the ocean and never be we together with Florida. I 
I don't know what Florida streets are like, but I just don't. I don't want San Francisco to be a part of us anymore. I, I mean, San Francisco's literally on mountains. It's gonna um, sink last. That's why it's. it's, it's that's why it's so frustrating to drive in. Its foundation is very unstable, and it is slowly sinking. <laughs> it's the, is it, it's or is that normal. made up? What are you, what are you talking uh, no, about? No, it is. Uh, there are. Uh, I'm not going to research it right now. There basically there are a bunch of skyscrapers that are not doing well. <laughs> um, they're like yeah. slowly yeah. sinking into the foundation of San Francisco, and it, the city uh, itself isn't very like it's halfway on a hill. It's not a mountain. It's halfway on a hill. I thought um, you were doing that thing we'd always hear back in the '90s where people just didn't understand what tectonic plates were. And thought that oh, <laughs> they thought that I that they would always talk about San Francisco like it was gonna sink or like break off of America and float away or something. And like just fundamentally, <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's a subduction plate. It does, what the fuck? The ocean come no, this no, way? No, no I, I it's just gonna crash into Oakland. <laughs> San Francisco collides into it like a giant fucking car. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, yes, Oakland, Francisco. Great. I'm so excited. And then when you're talking about the San Andreas fault, that's also not like a rift that's opening or anything. It's a transform fault. So it's sliding downward, but not much. <laughs> not in the no, appreciable no, I, way in human scales. I imagine that the water will rise enough that it will start causing issues with its own city systems and it will finally just go away it's such a bad city it is like uh, unquestionably one of the worst cities i've ever been to in california and i've been to a lot of californian cities i've been to some of the worst ones i could think of um mm -hmm. I, actually almost all of the worst ones i could think of are near san francisco i think that's on purpose do they just purposely build bad stuff near that place I'm trying to hold on. Let me look at the map. I'm looking at a picture. I, I'm coming from a different world here, and like I've lived on the East Coast, and I've lived in Los Angeles, and like you've lived yeah, almost dogs. exclusively in nice, cities. Nice ass city, like compared to most cities. Like San Francisco. I'm looking great, at actually. I'm looking at a picture. We we <laughs> keep talking about San Francisco and about how bad it is in this podcast, but I'm looking at a picture, yeah. and it's literally like they just plastered an ortho orthographic plan for a city on top of the hilly the terrain yes. it's like they're, they're playing city skylines but don't care about how the, the 17 percent incline in the freaking <laughs> yes, is, that is that yeah. is in fact what san yeah. francisco is now and san the only reason isn't some like bits the doesn't, most don't have city, but it's like my Sorry, the, the, it's like the, my sims the bad sims like sim city 4 or whatever the fuck it was called where yeah where I, uh, I, in my town, I had a freeway that went up a mountain, like just straight up a cliff. <laughs> and yeah. people just would drive yeah. up the cliff. Yeah. The only reason that some bits don't have houses is because the, 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 when you, when you have it's roads that are too steep, the, that thing shows up where you can't build. And yeah. that's it. That's what happens. I spent, uh, I spent most of my day yesterday or like early afternoon and stuff in Sacramento proper. And Sacramento is a great city. I like Sacramento a lot. It is so cute and not too big, and there's a lot of cool stuff there. Shout outs to Sacramento, the forgotten city. It's a Sacramento, good California. Forgot? It's our capital. What do you mean forgotten? Who forgot it? <laughs> uh, ask any person not in California what the capital of California is, and they'll be like, uh, Los San Angeles, Francisco, the... Los Angeles, like, yeah, San knows. Diego. 
Uh, no, nobody they, knows San Diego. Imagine, nobody knows. Nobody imagine knows San Diego. if L.A. was the capital of California. I know it would be awful. I would have been die. so bad. <laughs> no, Sacramento rules though. I saw Oppenheimer and seventy millimeter IMAX. Uh, it was. Mm. It was my my review is. It was pretty good. If you I want saw, to go see it, you're allowed to. There's so many trees. Oh, I'm looking at I pictures. Saw Barbie yesterday. That was what I did. Looks like Paris. I, I want to see it so bad. Except less good. Sacramento is nice. I definitely, Barbie's definitely, I'm not the target demo for that. I would like to move obviously. back to Sacramento. Sacramento's fine. It, I, I think it's, I think it's downtown area is very questionable. There's a lot of things that could work really well with it if they just would commit to doing good things with San Francisco. It has some of like, it has the potential. You mean, you mean Sacramento. Good, or Sacramento, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Sacramento has like a lot Sacramento, of good California. That, uh, It has a, um, yeah, it has, a, there's a lot of, op there's a lot of options in Sacramento that, or sorry, there are a lot of systems in Sacramento that look like they could be really good if someone just actually sat down and took the time to finish them. Yeah. Uh, like there's, there's like a, there's a rail state, there's like a street based rail car that is really useful for getting around the city, but it also has to interact with cars. So cars can just cut it off and, mm -hmm. Yeah. Why? why? Trams. Just, just commit to the tram. Put it in the center of the damn road and have it going with your cars on either side. Don't do that. Sacramento, like, California. That's not tram. That's light that was so startling. <laughs> that's out of nowhere. What? What happened? That that audio played just out of nowhere with no <laughs> correlation to what was happening around it. Oh, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. The soundboard, yeah. I think. Or something. Oh, the Sacramento, California thing? Yeah. Oh, that played like 30 seconds ago for us. Yeah, oh, it just yeah. played like a second oh. ago for me in the middle oh, of that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. why did Andrew play the sound clip while he was talking? While he was talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Andrew, yeah. Andrew talked over himself. <laughs> light rail light rail is just so much better than trams. And that's because the distinction is basically does it interact with traffic? No? Okay. Yeah, we don't. We don't have either. We have like not light rail, not quite. We have light rail. rail. Quite, I, I I follow a YouTube channel that talks about stuff San like that. San Francisco and, has a well, light not, rail, but I don't. I wouldn't consider Sacramento's light rail to be a light rail. It's just a straight line. It doesn't actually go yeah. anywhere. Just it's just like a completely straight line, essentially. Not I, actually. I'm looking at the light rail now. It, there's not even a consistency to it. It literally is just someone was like is shouldn't we have this and then they did <laughs> but they didn't th they didn't like plan it they didn't think about it they weren't con like considering a lot of factors of where they would put stations and what the actual stops would be it's uh, and this happens a lot in california because there's too much there's a little bit too much agency given to cities on what they want and don't want to happen in their cities and sometimes that impedes a lot of necessity because you you get shit where it's like yeah like bart is such a great system like Bart is one of the only salve like sal uh, yeah. Bart is one of the only uh, salvaging systems in San Francisco that makes the city even remotely tolerable to uh, to go into. Because God forbid, if you want to go to any of the two fucking bottlenecks that get you in there, which is like the Golden Gate Bridge and whatever that is that shitty not Golden Gate Bridge is, and like. Otherwise, you have to go all the way down and around. And no, thank you. What an awful way to interact with San Francisco. 
and Bart makes it easy. You can just drive on in. Whoa! But Bart doesn't connect to like any of the major cities you want it to, so that way it would be actually a useful system. Because all the other cities said, ew, gross, public transit's for poor people. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Why yeah, I, I remember when I was looking option? into it, I was like, okay, Toaster's, Toaster was down in LA. I live near the capital of my state. Surely there's a train that goes to LA. Surely. And I kept checking and trying to find one. Make As somebody that They're doesn't know any, how to use trains, I'm like, there's got to be, there's got to be, there's got to be a train that just goes up and down California, right? That's a sane thing to. that we would make, right? Like we have two big population centers split by California. It's like a nice straight line. And nope, <laughs> there's not a train. There is bizarrely trains that like go from like LA to like, I think Washington or something and just don't stop anywhere in California. Fuck you. And that's okay. Uh, cool. <laughs> I so don't I, know. I don't want to, I don't want to call you out, but there is literally a Amtrak that goes from Sacramento, Cali, uh, Sacramento Valley station to Los Angeles union station. I couldn't <laughs> fucking find right it. Wait, it's uh, just really expensive. The Amtrak's really expensive and it's it... not, it's like a mixed service thing. You have to take multiple trains. There's no oh one train. Yeah, there's no, but yeah, there is no direct work. line. Yeah. It's, but it is expensive. Most trains are not, are, are usually not that that expensive. Um, I was gonna say, isn't that the right whole now. point that it's the time-consuming, less expensive option? Uh, yeah, in but the sense trains being that... time-consuming. Yeah, yeah, trains are time-consuming yeah, compared yeah. compared to flying. Well, you're you're, you're no, you're they're not. It. I mean, it depends a on train they... compared to flying. Yeah, Colonel, trains yeah, of hardly move yeah. faster than cars. They take well, the way longer. Um, it depends on where you're going, I suppose. But the check-in takes forever. Like a train, you arrive at the station. In a plane? In minutes, you're, good. you're talking yeah, about you're talking no. as a European, where the entirety of your continent is the side of Cal size of no, California but, or something. Okay. But yeah, yeah. yeah, Colonel, you need to understand. Sacramento and Los Angeles are seven hours away from each other by drive. <laughs> That's so like it doesn't yeah, matter if you lose an hour to a, going through security at a plane. The plane is a thousand times faster than going by. Yeah, train. the, the plane is like, like an hour of, of airport for a half an hour of flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not even true, like, if you if you're doing a domestic flight, you can just walk in and walk out. There's basically nothing. Oh yeah, domestic flights are different. That's true. That's true. You're right. Yeah, you're right. if you're if you're going like through another state, maybe it might take. You got to get there an hour early. I get to my like when I travel to L.A., I get there like 30 minutes before I have to fly. I I don't spend any time in an airport. I just walk in. Here's my shitty like I have my yeah, app, all of my, my flights car. are here. You go. I've been. Uh, I well, show up super early because I'm afraid of ruining my entire week by fucking up that part of it. <laughs> but you're Same. but you're traveling internationally. Just do the pre check in. Just do TSA pre check ins. And then you don't have to go through. You just walk in and you say like, ha, I'm an American. I'm here. And they're like, okay, whatever, dude. You're everyone's American here. Get in the fucking plane. And then they, <laughs> they don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. As Imagine long as you do any PTSA, system in the world working exactly the way that Andrew describes it. <laughs> in general, like, I like verbatim. Be, even when flying domestic, I like to be there like an hour early. But that's it. Generally, I don't need to worry too much about that. I also fly really early when I can and really late when I can. So I don't need to worry about being there in the peak of traffic. But yeah, there is a train line. The Coast Starlight goes from Sacramento to to Los Angeles. It's just it it's a really long. That's a nine and a half hour long train ride. Yeah, it's also important to remember, remember that Amtrak. Time. 
Well, it's also important to remember for European listeners, Amtrak doesn't own its own lines. Amtrak has to rent its yeah. lines from commercial uh, railways. So it has to give priority access to commercial trains uh, if they need it, which means Amtrak just stops and can just stop for like 30 minutes yeah. at a time because it has to wait for a commercial train to get through. There is they're, no dedicated... Very, uh, the two kilometer line. long trains... Uh, well, that's part of the fun, though, seeing yeah. the tra the commercial train go by, and you're like, "Oh, look at the it machines!" Really, it really isn't. It's so cool to watch oil tankers go by for like the hundredth time. Oh my god, is that an oil? Well, is that an oil tanker? Is that an oil tank? Like, all it is is just giant jugs of liquid being transferred around the United. That States. does make it less fun, actually. Yeah, I thought it was like. It's, also, I don't, I don't, like know, I don't know how long the trains are over there, but here they feel infinite. Yeah, they would yeah. be like miles, like a they mile genuinely feel like you're being punked, like you're you're trapped yeah. in a screensaver. You're like, hang it's on a minute, <laughs> I've, seen, here the I've seen that car before, right? Like it's going in a circle. <laughs> yeah, here it is very much limited, like that. I think to uh, the size of the, the 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 terminals, and it's like 300 meters most. In also, Portugal. remember that train stations are also part of the same line for commercials. So you need to be careful because commercial trains don't have to stop at train stations. They will just keep going while you're trying to board and unboard a train. So just be yes. careful yeah. that like it, uh, trains are not for you. They're not for you. They're for business, business only. You get to in ride the on them to some idiot. Yeah, in the US. And, and so you only get to ride on them as a commercial user because some idiot won't just give it up and let the businesses own the train tracks. That's the only reason. So, like, like a lot of this I would love doesn't... to live in a universe where we could ride trains, but unfortunately, like Andrew is correct, in the U.S., trains are are for freight. Basically, that's it. Yeah, yeah. If if we had Japan's train system in the United States, there might actually be peace in the world as a whole. We might actually not hate hate people we, as much as we, we do. might even solve like, climate change a little. If that uh, we would absolutely not have climate change. You, that would not be would a problem. We still have a little bit of climate change. Nope. Nope, not a little even bit? close. No? If, okay. If you, if, you build, if you build a train system as intricate and efficient as Japan's in like just even California, you would devastate, like devastate the amount of carbon output we do constantly. <laughs> like, no, but the pro there's a lot of other sources as well. But, like if I want yeah, to get to my hometown, sure. I literally have to drive. There is n There are no options to get to my stupid fucking hometown but driving and it has both a train station and uh what's it called and an airport in it what yeah isn't that fucking weird <laughs> there's the no airport, like buses it, or anything well you can't take At a least? bus between uh, two cities uh yeah, uh, yeah bus riding in the u.s is not a great it's all it's generally I, yeah i know but... level it's generally yeah. done on a county level, and the second you need to make a transfer, you're paying. Oh, I usually see. Fines. You're like you're you're spending a ton of money, and it, you're spending a lot of time. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's not a great experience. <laughs> and plus, it's, why would you want to be on a fucking community transit bus for for four and a half hours to get like a, a distance away you could drive in forty five minutes? Like, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am not going to sit on. You I'm not going to sit on a bus to go to to go to my hometown. No, I well, can't. Four not hours with, in, with Americans in the car. <laughs> with America, they hang out. So loud. They're so obnoxious. Everyone is. Games. Everyone is 
fucking rude uh, here. Get mugged. I would like, love. I would love to be able to play video games on the bus, but the twenty-seven people having full volume conversations on their phone on the bus <laughs> while the kids That's are watching rude. TikToks without headphones on. That is uh, very unfortunately. Rude. It, no amount of noise canceling can solve this problem. Uh, I was. I've, I've just still never done public transport. The only pub, you, public transit walk, I've ever done is school buses. If you talk louder than a whisper on the bus, I'm putting you in jail. Like you are going. To <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I, I am this fully is... of the opinion that if you are on public transit, all the loud people go on the bike like a rack. fucking library. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the noise I want to hear is the quiet. is the road, or the or the yes. uh, or the rails. That's that's what you <laughs> that's, hear. That's the problem because toasters had that toasters had that little bit of experience in a in a functional society that has some kind yes. of like ability to care about other people around themselves, and it it is nice when you when you get on a train in like Japan and you're like oh, okay, and you just sit there and you just ride a train. Maybe you'll ah, hear some teenagers every now and again, but it's very like on yeah, this is the, the, the ambiance. Yeah. Yeah, on the majority, people just sit there and just are trying to get to a destination. They're just yeah. reading or watching something on their phone with headphones in. Everyone's really like to themselves. No, you don't hear like the the, the sound of talking or shouting or yeah. music, and it's nice. It's it's delightful, even I would dare say. And then you like go to a single American anything, and it sounds like someone's trying to murder you audibly. And you're like, I don't why. <laughs> I what is I the, wrote the. the I rode the New York Metro a couple of times, and it I don't remember it being... I mean, it was loud, but the Metro is loud itself, but I don't remember a lot of people talking. The Maybe station it's different. is so fucking loud. It's so loud in those fucking it, stations. Yeah, it's it, like... It's it's tunnels and, and, and it, giant yeah, machines. Yeah, and it echoes, and there's like yeah. loud sounds going over the intercom all the time. People are just shouting constantly. There's people that are like haggling on the sides of like i didn't see every that. part of train stations i it's did just... see somebody preaching and being jesus christ will save you yep and, and yeah you'll, you'll sometimes you'll get like uh, there's one i can't go to the shop at the grocery store because there's a fucking guy with a megaphone that shouts about how god is important like you I can just enough. go by that guy you can just like okay or, or i could just live in a place that doesn't have that fucking asshole on the side of the street you know, there's places in this world that don't have these people, that don't have rude, obnoxious, loud people around all the time. Just shut up and live your life. <laughs> you know, we have a system to to make your voice heard. It's called voting. Do it and then shut up. Get away from me. Twitter. Like, I don't want it. I don't. Yeah, great. We have so yeah, we have 15 social media platforms to you to be fucking obnoxious on. You can go vote at the polls if you care about something so much. Shut the hell up. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to anyone. I want to see your head down when you're outside. Don't look at anybody. Don't talk to anybody. Do your shit. Go home. Then you can talk to people. I want it quiet. I want it peaceful. I'm tired of going <laughs> I, do, I do want and, outside to be quieter. That should be Andrew's dating app profile. <laughs> I like the it's, the outside. What do you mean the outside? Like just the street? I want to. I want to be the inverse of Daredevil. I want to just oh. never hear anything again. I don't want I don't want any sounds to ever permeate my fucking eardrums. I no no because because a deaf person can still sense vibrations. I don't want to sense I don't want you any don't sense of that. Just leave me alone. I just want peace. <laughs> like that's all I want. 
It's so obnoxious. This is very funny because Andrew's the loudest person I've ever met. Yeah, I am, but it's but it's a product of my environment. If I am like <laughs> nature versus nurture. It's very oh much God. like in Japan, I am the nicest, politest, quietest person. Just nothing. Well, you I don't say make a that. Sound. What no, what do I, people in I've Japan say about Yeah, can we get a customer been... survey of everyone that's met Andrew in Japan? Go go for it. You know what? You know what they'll say? I don't know who he is because I never fucking saw him. He never <laughs> yeah, did never anything. He never talked to me. I just blended in. I was so good at blending <laughs> into Japan. I bet people thought I lived there. Like I was just I didn't bother anybody. Even when I got lost, I didn't even bother a person. I sat there for a second. I don't know what I'm doing. Walked off to the side, looked on my phone, Googled how to do it. Okay, I figured out how to do a train, and then I did the train. That Easy. is very I don't have to. Good. You know what an American would do? I don't get it. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, please take a moment. Let's chill out. You can Google. We invented it for you. Go ahead and Google how to do this thing or go talk to the booth there's a guy at a booth and he'll give you information but you don't have to be a fucking asshole about it and that's nice but you don't get that option here you don't get that luxury anything to i literally went to the movie to go see the fucking barbie movie and a, a lady tried to buy coins or try to buy a shitty arcade thing for her kid so that he could play some arcade game in the thing and it didn't work and instead of just going ah oh, it didn't work Maybe I'll just go and ask what's going on. She stood at the thing that didn't work and shouted, the thing isn't working. How do I get it working? Why? Why? <laughs> Why are you here? Why? Like, I literally wanted to go snap her card in half and throw it on the ground and be like, now it's not a problem for you anymore. You literally cannot use the system. Go the fuck home. Like, shut up. Just shut Chaotic up. Energy. Like, she just stood at the machine yeah. yelling at the air. Yeah, My, but it, no, she's, I, she's yelling at a person at the customer service window, but didn't just go over to it. She's shouting in the assumption <laughs> that they will come over and assist her. She is shouting just to be a, like seen, and it's just <laughs> so obnoxious. You don't need to live your life like this. I'm sorry you feel that way, but honestly, don't. Just don't yeah. do this. Don't be like <laughs> I'm this. Of the, I'm of the same mind. If so, You want to know what I would have done if I put uh, my card in the, the crank machine game and it didn't work? I'd be like, wow, guess I just lost like four bucks. Cool. She didn't even lose money. And then I would it walk didn't away. Work. It just didn't take. It just didn't work. <laughs> it just work. didn't even she, give her. Oh. It, yeah. It didn't give her any <laughs> money. She just did the card. It basically declined her and she made a big deal about it. Like. I would, it's yeah, my, at that point, I literally would have been like, the amount of effort required to even remotely keep thinking about this like, is too high I, for my investment. I can't, I'm going to walk away. Stress. And like, maybe, maybe I'm just mentally ill, but I can assure you that I, like, I will sit at a store, like at a grocery store, and I will see people visibly and audibly get frustrated because they can't figure out self-checkout stuff. Oh my there God. is a line cool. for they, you. They, they, Go they, into they the line. They just start harumphing yeah. over like, and over again. Yes, the they're getting mad. Oh my they're God. stomping their feet. They're just going, this thing doesn't work. It's so fucking dumb. No, ma'am, you're fucking dumb. You're an idiot. <laughs> just use the thing. We literally made a system where you could just put your card on it without swiping it, and it fucking charges you. How easy does it have to be? Please, ma'am, I beg of you. Please, sir, I beseech you. Just shut up and go do a thing that's easier for you. Just, why do you, oh, why, must you insist the on be, look, uh, why must people so in, in this country insist on doing things hard and then being upset that it's hard? Yes, ma'am, like, it is like hard. People, like, 
It's like what people were doing yesterday when when they were complaining about the fucking modern controls in Street Fighter being like, oh, the game's too hard to play. And then we're like, well, you can use modern controls. And they're like, that's baby mode. Why would I do that? And it's like, bro. <laughs> like, you, are, you literally are you talking just about the, the live chat? or? <laughs> yes, just yeah. people in live chat being mad about modern controls. Yeah, like wow. I use modern controls because I'm bad. So I was at like, the game. I, I tried I modern good. controls. It was harder than classic controls. Yeah, <laughs> and, they're and weird. And you know what you can do, Keith? You know what you did? You just fucking switched to classic. That was <laughs> exactly. crazy of you. I cannot believe you had the audacity to yeah, solve well, your I, own fucking well, I, problem. I started on classic, <laughs> then switched to modern, and then Googled how to play modern because they changed all the buttons. <laughs> And then yeah, uh, yeah, it's changed. Yeah, but the I mean, like the entire right, layout's just, unrecognizably changed to the point where they don't translate between the two at all. So mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay, I got to do some wiki research, and I figured out the modern yeah. controls. But then by the end, I was like, this is, I'm definitely playing worse. This is definitely worse my, than my flight class. My my yeah. point with that is less the viability of actual modern controls, and just more that people will be like. This thing is too hard. And you can be like, well, there's an easy line for people who have difficulty with the hard line. And then they'll be yeah. like, no, that's too easy. That's for babies. And it's like, yeah, bro, let yeah. Your ego it's like when go. people are you it's like when people say they're struggling the hard thing. It's like when people say they're struggling at Overwatch and like, oh, you should try Moira. And like, I would never demean yes. myself by playing Moira. And you're like, yeah, OK, well, they made a character no, for you. I disagree, though. <laughs> I, disagree. I disagree with this. Moira isn't the easy character. Moira's the easiest character oh, in Overwatch by such a huge margin that it's comical. I disagree with this take. I play every character basically in all of Overwatch, and it's hilarious how easy Moira is. She has zero mechanics to worry about. She's like she doesn't have to worry about providing any kind of utility. She literally just has a do healing and a do damage button, and that's her two buttons. And those two button inputs are universal across all of her skills. They're all split between the same split. Her ult is just that's, do her character but harder and larger for, for an but ult. <laughs> like, her problem is is mobility and, and getting out of trouble. What? She has an instantaneous she escape omnidirectional invisible dash that has movement tech. That She's the most comically no easy character in the game. <laughs> Like, that nobody there's a learning curve where you have to spend, like, 30 hours clicking, like, what the fuck exactly is happening with Mercy's crazy tech and dashing and moving it, and how all that works, where the, it feels like a fighting is, game just to dash as her, and she's the, the supposed easy the, character. Moira is literally just 100%, it controls like the game normally does, but you have a, but you just move in super speed for a bit while hitting dash, and you literally <laughs> disappear with no tell as to where you're going. It escapes almost anything and makes you invisible and invincible and it comes but back no, every like 10 every like six seconds it's it's because nobody punishes the moira like the people need to be trained they hear a moira fade they should hunt her immediately and no kill level her. of people because, reacting correctly to a moira would change the fact that she's still the easiest character in the entire game i from i don't think so she has an insanely yeah. easy kit with and she's one of the hardest characters to punish not because so. she's so unbalanced and impossible to punish, but because, you know, other characters actually are vulnerable. Like Zenyatta's like, I'm I... just a sad little floaty man. I can move at this speed only. <laughs> and I'm always at this height. <laughs> but he's long range. More is short range. 
Yeah, but when Sombra like, shows up and it's like, fuck you, Zen, he just dies. And when you, shows well, up on the not, Moira, Moira's like, whoop, <laughs> gone. I disappeared and you, don't, and you have to guess Sombra, and you have to guess where I disappeared uh, to. You're not, listening. you're not listening to me. Sombra doesn't attack a Moira that hasn't faded. Because she has an escape. Because she's so, because she's so easy no, no, of a no, character. You, no, no, no. <laughs> Sombra should not attack a Moira. Your counter-argument's basically, if Moira's killable ever, therefore you're wrong. I'm like, I'm comparing no, her to no, the, the roster of existing killable. characters where literally every other character is harder to play. And she's I know that because I've put I, in I countless hours in this game. I think Torbjorn is easier and I think Soldier is easier than Moira. No, I, think, <laughs> I don't. Think. Soldier support, has to aim. No, Lucio yeah, is easier no. than Moira. I think Lucio what? is Lucio hilarious. Movement mechanics. Lucio not ideas. only has incredibly complicated movement tech that people struggle with, but if you it's aren't active, if you're, if you aren't actively contributing in some way, you just throw. It's actually no, hard not, not to contribute as Moira. It's the only button she has. You can't but the really problem is she's like, that, you get permanent yeah, constant stats every second of no, gameplay. So You're always attacking I, or you, healing you pick, something, and that's the entirety of her character. There aren't like cooldowns to whiff. <laughs> you pick a silver Moira and you put her in a master's lobby, and she will n just die. She will not sure, do anything. This is any that's not a point. You play, no, no, <laughs> master's you lobby and they die. What no, they don't, because if they're if they're like if they're silver, they at least have a, a bare minimum understanding of the basics of the character. Colonel, like put a I'm gold one. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? What do no. you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Silver players are worse than me, and I can't win gold games. My brother in Christ, you are objectively wrong here. I'm just saying oh that people think Moira is easy because nobody shoots her when they should. A Sombra no, doesn't attack her after she fades, and people don't shoot her when she fades. She's just mechanically the easiest character in the game. Yeah, no, the reason why Moira is easy She has the most easy to use, lowest skill floor kit possible. The reason why Moira is easy is because her decision-making is simple. It That's is. what yeah. makes yeah. her easy. But I think it, it's simple, it, it, but the problem is people keep making the wrong choices. Every the time a Moira... The skill ceiling for sure, Moira even at is the that highest you level of get gameplay, a good bounce. <laughs> yeah, even at the highest level of gameplay, though, Moira's decision-making on a moment-to-moment -moment basis... It's still simple, yeah. ...is simple compared to other characters. Moira's yes, literally not punished. allowed to be a that better character because if she was actually meta-viable, she would instantly be the only support. Because of how yes, easy I she disagree. is. Because you basically super can't disagree. fuck More, her up. I super, she's super short range. She's like very, very limited in a lot of comps. Like she, if you want, if you want, well, I say in a lot of comps, yes, characters aren't. Yeah, we're, and I'm not, I'm not claiming that there's, there is no character in the game that fits every scenario and is strong against every matchup apart, possible and is equally Kiriko. good at close range and long range and is self sufficient and, and has invulnerabilities and escapes and has blah blah it's blah Kiriko. blah. No, because Kiriko has a skill shot kunai, and her it's, heel it's has difficult. travel she's time. To play. Yeah, she's difficult, people, but she's People literally like, run from her heels comp. because they can be faster than the stupid little cards are. And her yeah, kunai is a thing she has to manually aim and actually pop off with as a projectile like it's a shitty Genji yeah, thing. She's very difficult. And she has a high-impact no. cooldown that she can completely whiff, and it's basically the core identity of her character. And her but ult I think I, relies I on everybody that. else using it correctly to get value. 
Moira's ult is just everybody in the entire game gets healed and damaged at once. Fuck you. And I also have super speed and heal myself. <laughs> now that she can fade during her ult, her ult is actually useful at higher ranks. But at lower ranks, it doesn't matter because nobody shoots her anyway. Like, like that, now that I'm, like now so that I'm playing DPS characters and I'm actually having to deal with how the average ult even works in this game outside of tank and support, it is extremely hilarious that Moira's ult is just a super beam of healing and damaging everyone. <laughs> And you just doesn't can't, do that much damage, though. And you basically can't it's do it. Too, <laughs> she does enough that she can time. kill any character in four seconds. No, she and she's doesn't. doing it she to everyone so at once. She dies so fast. A soldier dueling dueling an, alter, uh, an ulting Moira, if she does not fade, she dies. The soldier only has to have like a uh, like my level really of aim is thirty percent. Because the thing, the the difference here is that soldier actually has to have skill. Soldier has yeah. to aim his shots and be headshotting the Moira in order to outpace the self healing that she has. No, Moira just gets to, to AD strafe. She just gets to wibble wobble and move frantically because she doesn't have to aim for shit during her ult. That's the one of the core struggles I mean with Moira. Moira is so good at Even hunting down me. ranged DPS and so on because all she has to do is VoIP into somebody's close range area and just pop, just pop her cooldowns and no skill the enemy I, down. Well, they're I like, I, so. uh, fuck, I have 0.2 seconds to successfully pull this headshot off at close range when I was trying no, to snipe no, down no, no, there no. or I'm going to die right now. The and, only then she, time, and then they die. The only time Moira is dead deadly is when she, like, close range in close quarters, or sorry, in uh, like a, a room, she throws a damage orb on you and like jumps you that's how a more yeah the thing fights. i just said the thing i described in detail just now and then you said no and then said the thing i said <laughs> you weren't what talking about things? her ult no i, mean, I said you dash though, into you somebody ignore... you pop all your cooldowns like moira yeah. is so deadly to so many skill levels because at lower ranks these people are playing high skill characters that are actually challenging to pop off no, and, and you can only defeat someone shut up and let me finish the sentence I'm saying that at these lower levels you can only defeat the Moira by successfully headshotting her and actually killing her faster because the way that Moira works I she disagree. has both a skill, low skill floor and a low skill ceiling in that she literally cannot deal damage faster there is no headshot yeah, mechanic the there is yeah. no be yeah. cooler stronger please just let me yeah. say the thing you keep saying <laughs> No, but I'm I know I'm right. I'm, saying, no, I'm, I'm saying objective well, things, but you're just cutting it off constantly. I wasn't like Moira no. is literally just a stats character. She does this much damage per second, period. Her one cooldown does this much damage per second, period. That's all it does. So she is 100 percent like hitting a time trial in a in a level. Like, oh, it's the beginning of Metroid. You have two minutes to escape the facility before it explodes. Except it's Moira just voiped into your close range. And you will now die in 1.5 seconds if you don't successfully kill her. And she gets to AD strafe. She gets to dash around. She gets to play like a reckless weird lunatic hopping around because she doesn't have to actually do anything skill oriented. And you're this poor Ash trying to headshot her when she's two feet away from you and flying around like a Genji. And she never misses her shots because all she has to do is vaguely point her screen at you. And she already launched the ball. So that part's already a foregone conclusion. Your option is to perfectly headshot her ending the fight instantly or try to escape or hope that someone saves you and pockets you because at until you get until you get to the point where you, the skill level of people that are that are playing these DPS characters can actually instantly react to and kill a Moira in 0.5 seconds she just wins most of those duels and that's why she's the easiest character that, in the game that's that's that it's like inarguably why she's a comically easy like, character that's like saying like a Reinhardt is is a super easy character because it wins most of the duels yeah 
it, it's true that uh, Reinhardt will do all most characters down and kill them one on one. But the problem is the the mobility of Reinhardt makes it like, actually very challenging tank to. Yeah, to, you just uh, defeated your own you argument. Can, Thank you. No, no, you, no. You you're saying like it, it takes it, it takes work to hunt people down as as Reinhardt, and the entire match knows exactly where you are, and you are instantly because outranged by anybody even slightly escaping. Because they Moira is the not easily out of range. Moira can often suck Ferris out of the sky. Out of range. Come on, she's slow. If she doesn't fade, she's the, her her uh, ball is actually easy to avoid if you're looking at it. And and the what I'm saying is like people know how to kill a Reinhardt. Well, sometimes they know how to kill a Reinhardt. I see, I've seen a lot of stuff, but like you, all you have to do is take high ground and shoot. I mean, Reinhardt are you going to try to claim Reinhardt's easier to play than Moira? Is that the argument you're making? No, my. My argument is that you can't. What base... character is easier to play than Moira? Torbjorn and Soldier. No. no I don't. Like it at all. No. Yeah, I mean, Soldier. Torb needs Soldier to Torb and Soldier easy. both need their headshot. But so, yeah. No, no. Torbjorn. All you have to falling... do Tor for, uh, for Torbjorn, all you have to do is well, the, I, old meta. I don't know the new Torbjorn because they nerfed the turret. But all you have to do is have a basic understanding of flanking and using the turret to flank. And that's already choke. more complicated than yeah, any decision. Moira. No, yeah. the Moira, the Moira what you have to do is understand ranges of all the enemies that you're facing and uh, and uh, understand the range of your fate as well. Like to use a Moira properly, you need to be ready to fade away and know where you're fading away at every moment. Because so one like, of the... the the problem with Moira and what I'm trying to say is people need to kill the people know how to kill the Reinhardt, but people seemingly don't know how to kill the Moira. Like you should never find yourself in a in a in a duel with a Moira if you're in uh, an Ash, for example, because the Moira should never reach you. If she's reaching you, then either either you play for distance and you deny the value to the Moira, so the Moira is basically not healing or not doing damage because she's after you. And, then, and that's why Lucio is fun to play because you can run away from tanks and stuff. Like, it's so obvious, to, especially now with 5v5. In 6v6, it was a little bit different, but now in Overwatch 2, it's, it's, it's very easy to tell when you're just wasting people's time as a Lucio. I know other characters as well. The Soldier can do that as well. Uh, but basically, people are running after you, and they're not getting value while they're running after you. And you are getting value if you're in a like a defensive position. That's a good value. Um, but with a Moira, like the the problem is uh, all my argument. Like we can go deeper, but my argument is this: people don't shoot the Moira after she fades. What they do is they okay, oh she faded away, she's running away from me. I I don't need to worry about her anymore for a little bit. And that's the wrong thing to do with a Moira. It, you, what you need to do is oh she faded and now she dies, and they don't sure. do that. Do you know what I mean? So I think and that's why it, to know how to play the Moira, you, like uh, if you're playing against rubes that don't do that, obviously you don't need to know how to play the Moira in the first place. You just, you know, right click on them. Um, but uh, if you're playing against people who actually shoot you after you faded, or in other words, if you play against me, even if I'm on an Ash, um, you, you need to at least understand the ranges of the enemy's characters and understand the positioning, or your positioning and how to fade away specifically in a way that doesn't get you into the range of enemy characters and she's actually challenging because of her mobility her fading mobility i should say is it's a very powerful tool she does have a, the the evasion is very powerful and you need to master that and i think well, torbjorn is easy because you just press e and you get 100 health immediately and you're just faster and do more damage and obviously your 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 value comes from 
comes from landing those headshots, which you know you need to do. But it's just you it, just spam chokes and you land headshots anyway. It's really not that difficult. So and for soldier, I think the yeah, fall, fallacy we're falling into here, though, spite. <laughs> is you and I know what you're saying, Colonel. You're you're talking about the meta of the game and the how individual matchups make things difficult and how those matchups influence high level play. What you're saying is true. You need to know all those things as Moira. You need to know all those things as. But he's talking about things that are universal to playing Overwatch. Yes. None of it. None of this is. None of this counters the idea that Moira is the easiest character in the game. Yes. So mechanically speaking, yes. What I'm about to say though is that the whether or not a character is easy to play has, and this is universal in almost all competitive games, has very little to do with how other characters counter your character in most circumstances. What we're talking about here is not, is it hard to win a master's ranked match as Moira when your team comp isn't optimal or you're fighting against a soldier in some sort of bad situation and they punish you after you fade? That's not what makes Moira easy or hard. What makes Moira easy or hard is what Moira's intended game plan and interactions with the system cause her to do and how she interfaces with those systems in terms of design moira is very very obviously the easiest character in the game and is designed to be this way because the way she interfaces with the systems is extraordinarily straightforward there's almost no nuance to how she does things yeah so that's what we're talking about is it hard to beat a soldier when you're playing Moira at a master's rank when they can do all the things they need to do to specifically counter you? Sure. That doesn't mean she's not an, e- an easy character to pick up and play. And Moira Especially, is a support that does 100 damage per second. She is the most easy character to make decisions with on a moment-to-moment basis, and I think most people, including high-level Moira mains, would agree because her decision making is very prescriptive. It is, oh, I don't have healing. I need to do damage. I do damage now. Oh, they're shooting at me. I fade. Oh, my team needs healing. I hold the other button down on my team. That's all. You, you, oh, I need more. I push, I push the ability. There's, you don't even really need to monitor cooldowns. You don't really but need the, to pay attention to things. The fact that she's short the, range means that the... In a game that, with team in team fights in, where you need to be with your team, if anything, that just helps you. That it's easy no, decision making. The problem is, especially in in Overwatch two, in Overwatch one it was a little bit different, but because people used to play a lot together, and it was easier for Lucio as well. Um, but in Overwatch two, there's so the the value of the characters comes so much from flanking, so much more. Like, think of two DPSs and the optimal. Just tell me two DPSs at random. I, I, I'm not going to because that's totally okay. irrelevant to the point, which is that, it, like Hanzo, yes, you and, get and, more and value out of flanking. That doesn't change that playing a character and getting value out of them are two different things. Okay. Well, well yeah. I <laughs> like, that's what we're saying here. Is that, like, also is yes, able to you react to flanking to... better than most characters can. Yeah, like if flanking is important, it does matter in winning games and doing damage and playing optimally. But yeah, like, every character needs to flank. <laughs> like so often, I see, like that's why Moira Anna, for example, is so good because the Moira can focus on the tank and just help yeah. out, and then Anna can, you know, obviously also heal who, the tank. Anna so, heals for ninety per second, which is absurd. But also in can this, just all the DPS. 
in this example, though, you're kind of proving the point, which is that in an optimal world, if Moira is making all the right decisions and playing the way that she should, then, yeah, she's not going to try to fight the the person that's flanking her that hard counters her. Her decision making is still simple. <laughs> like There's no there's no moment to moment physics going on there. She's just draining the tank and healing her team I, like that. I think and then she's fleeing. <clears throat> I think she's very vulnerable. Like she's very ex- like yeah. more vulnerable. That than, just comes than, than that uh, just comes with her kit though. Then. That's the that's the whole point. Like yeah, Mur- she's vulnerable. That's her downside, but it doesn't make her decision making any harder. Murga has the strongest escape and self heal out of the entire support roster. But she, if she escapes, she's not getting value. Sure, but anyone, For, I mean, every, she every support gets value by escaping. Yeah, like, by not dying. Her value, part, a lot of Morgan's value is literally just from the fact that she's so hard to kill. That she just constantly just persists she's and keeps escaping and cycling. She has the she has the strongest escape and self heal in the game. But you have like yeah, but you shouldn't be shooting her if she. What else would she's... make somebody harder to kill than having the strongest escape and self heal in the game? The the fact that she's vulnerable after that. She's everyone's vulnerable, vulnerable after they move. Sure, <laughs> everyone's vulnerable no. after they blow their escape cooldown and their their heal cooldowns. I guess most characters most characters don't have those to begin with. Most supports don't have both of those. Some of them don't have either of them. I think several like, supports example, cannot heal themselves at all, and about half of them don't have any form of escape whatsoever. Anna's best response yeah. is to hope she lands one cooldown that has a ten second cooldown, and if it doesn't land or somebody else breaks it then she just can't react to the problem, essentially. Yeah, uh, Zen has no reaction besides popping off with headshots. Yeah, that's that's the only way. I want kicking as well. Moira can disappear instantaneously, turn or uh, escape into a room with no indication of what room she even went into, and heal ball herself with a ball that has 50% more healing than she has health. My my thing is, whenever I, n- I see an enemy Moira but like, being a problem, all I have to do is wait for her to fade, and then she dies. And this happens reliably. And looking back at my time playing Mora, it's how I feed, is not being aware of uh, of the, how vulnerable like, I am. Sure, it's, this is why shouting out, this is why shouting cooldown usage and baiting cooldowns is so much of high level play and, and comms. Yeah, that's not the experience. That's not the the gameplay experience any of us actually Th- have. This is also... no one does call out cooldown usage. Yeah, you just need to. Yeah, I call out. And just I, the I fact that call and out just, the, just the fact that high level gameplay counters a character, and you can in fact beat the character in a game designed to be balanced, doesn't change the fact that she's incredibly easy. Yeah, I think. Well, I, I mean, it's like it's like, like saying because Sombra is easy if you're playing. Sombra is like the hardest character in the entire video game. (laughs) Sombra is objectively like top three hardest characters in Overwatch to play at all. Sombra got me out of bronze. I was Sombra and Genji are both extremely high effort characters for relatively low value. Like they're they're specifically known for being not worth it. I I was in bronze five. Yes, learning the game and uh, Bronze is the thing is the character that took me up to silver, a uh, high silver. And I was like having twice the da- once I'm on Bronze, I was having twice the damage of all of my DPS re- reliably. By the time I learned the game, that's how Sombra, how powerful Sombra was, because nobody counters her, nobody cares. Like the moment she fa- she blinks sure. away, nobody hunts her down or anything. You could so be easy. making the wrong decisions though, 
and it's just that they're not countering you, which is exactly yeah, yeah, what you're yeah, saying exactly. about Moira. Exactly. So it doesn't yeah, yeah. actually matter. Yeah. That, so your argument my, here doesn't make any sense for why she's no, easy. My, argu my argument is that we can't base, well, we can because we are having a conversation. So we can say, <laughs> say the perspectives that we want to say. But what I'm saying is I think there's more to a character than just other people not knowing how to deal with them. Yes, I and, agree. And most of that is the decision making you have to do, which is to say why Moira is easy to play and a character like Sombra is not because, because you have to more... juggle more decisions to right. make. I see. I see. <laughs> also, it's yeah. not really a matter of knowing how to deal with her. It's just the fact that dealing with her is physically harder than her dealing with you in many situations. It's like it's why when you it's like why it's just actively not fun <laughs> to play against or be Moira in those like between matches deathmatch modes that kill time because the Moira player isn't doing anything interesting because she's just yeah. throwing balls and right clicking yeah. on people and winning fights for free and when you fight against her it's just deeply frustrating because you know that she has like you're, so little decision making or a skill shot <laughs> to do and you have to perfectly headshot her to kill her in time because she does 200 damage per second I mean, she has 100 damage per uh, second she kills you in two seconds she, if she does, if she throws the ball, she does 200 damage per second. Yeah. No, it's, it's 100. The, the ball's 50 and she's oh, 50. The ball is. Oh, it's 100 total. Oh, I thought. Yeah, yeah it's 100 damage yeah, per second total, sense, yeah. which means that yeah, and most characters are dead in literally two seconds. <laughs> and that's. Yeah. That's very tough. That's a very tough time to beat as many characters. Uh, like when you just like, oh, fuck, more is happening and you have to react in time but, and figure and react yeah. and l land your shots and and do the right thing. And oftentimes the right thing is escape the Moira because you will not win the yeah. fight. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. If you're a soldier, run away. If you're an ash shotgun, blast away. If you're like you always need to put distance between you and her and, and it's not. Like you all, but the thing is, you already fucked up. If Amora is diving you, there's already something going really wrong. And like she can clean, that's why she cleans up easily because once the team fight is lost, like she just goes in and, and finishes everybody off because yeah, they're she's a nasty kind of little character. Yeah, with incredibly it's, easy buttons. And again, but it's like, easy for her to make that decision. Like she just sees it happen. Yeah, once yeah. once the fight, you, is you, know, you never press a button as Moira, afraid to press it because you think you're gonna fuck it up and miss it or something. You're never gonna like like, the, like not there's no yeah. like Ash Dynamite or uh sombra teleport like, or any other mechanic that you can completely fuck up like i save my all healing of, balls all of uh, moira's yeah, mechanics are extremely easy to execute on and have very short cooldowns. so they're also have massive uptime so you basically get, you, get, you get to essentially you spam them, them when you do and you're extremely unlikely to just whiff any of her mechanics because her teleport is just the normal controls but better like she just yeah it does exactly what you want to do every time basically and the ball <laughs> just goes in a straight line forever and then bounces like you can fuck up the bounce in dvd screensaver logic a bit but you're not going to be totally blindsided by what your ball does so they're like the most reliable mechanics in the game but the thing is soldier all you have to do is keep in mind hardcover and the fact that you're in off angle take high ground that's, when you can that's already always more than most people don't even use cover about. correctly until like plat <laughs> they don't i do i use cover correctly in silver come on yeah and it doesn't get me any, like all everybody everybody saying oh all we need to do to climb is 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 uh is to take cover or take high ground wrong that's wrong that's no that's false <laughs> i'm gonna because your gonna teammates are rubbish in... and they throw and it's terrible 
It's a terrible. I'm gonna experience. use a Street Fighter example to explain something, just because it's a really great example. But like, I'm I'm in Plat Three in Street Fighter Six right now. I can do 14 hit punish combos. I can I can do crazy stuff. I know exactly how to play all my matchups. I know every single time someone is gonna jump at me, I need to anti air. Other players will just jump at me. I'm in Plat. I'm in Plat Three. I am close to Diamond Rank. I am I am within a grasp of the highest rank available in the game mm. and people still play the game wrong. People will play the game wrong always. This is it's irrelevant yeah. to what actually translates into like skill or even uh difficulty, right? Like people just jump at me and they win sometimes. It's just going to happen. No amount of that changes I think the individual uh risk reward inherent to doing things and making decisions as characters. So characters like Anna are always going to be inherently disadvantaged, even though they might be really great characters, are always going to have a harder time doing certain things yeah. because, like Keith said, uh, and it's Anna gets... It's probably the Anna most gets, difficult. Support. Yeah. She gets uh, grouped Kiriko, up on... But what I'm saying is, more. like, what, what makes her difficult to play is that, like Keith said earlier, like, okay, Anna gets grouped up on her one, her one choice to escape from someone is to hit them with a sleep dart. Uh, that's, that might be the one thing that you do. Sure. But that's a complicated decision. You can say Anna should never be in that position, but Anna will be in that position at some point. And it's oh, a she, hard every, decision. every time the moment yes. she throws a sleep dart, there's always a Genji jumping her or some, I mean, exactly. not always, but and you know, the, the so it makes it a, it makes it a conversation then that they have to make with themselves in a split second to say, is it worth it for me to sleep dart or do I just die and respawn and then like be close to the base so that I can help defend the base and during a team fight? Is it valuable for me to even engage my escape mechanic? There is a stop there that they have to make that decision. That's something like a that someone like a Moira doesn't have to do because she can just be like, oh, I'm ah, there, my health is going down shift. And then you just like flee and like, yeah, they can get punished after that. Obviously, there's counterplay to every single thing every single character can do. But there's no but decision making shockingly there. small six second cooldown for her fate. Yes, exactly. So it's like it's not like you're depriving the team of an important resource or doing something like that. You know, you yeah, throw a heal ball and fade around the corner. Yeah, that's why she's yeah. easy. Not that's why she's because... infamously hard to kill is because she has a six second fade. And then between every one of those fades, she can do a self healing ball if she needs to. And it's always back. So she's alternating between a thing that makes her hard to kill every three seconds <laughs> And no other yeah. character plays that way. I, uh, I, th uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see her as being a hard to kill character. Like you say, the famously hard to kill. I don't, honestly, I do not see that. I don't know what I, else I, like, would be hard to kill besides a tank, like the, Roadhog. The, honestly, the healing every time you start to damaging them or something. Honestly, the hardest to kill. Well, it depends on what you're playing, but. Uh, the hardest characters to kill for me are Baptiste and Kiriko. The, oh, the, sorry, the hardest support. It's wild to me because oh, Baptiste actually, can't even heal himself. He has an immortality field and he can shoot you dead. <laughs> and he's, he jumps away like a lot. If you if you don't have vertical mobility, he can actually jump away from you and just. For me, the mobility see. is part of why it's so easy to kill is because it it traps him in a predictable arc. And so suddenly I'm like, ah, my That's ass true. that can't aim can headshot him all of a sudden. That's <laughs> Look true. at me go. And 
Like, there's well, Ash videos you can watch where I just keep killing Baptiste every time he jumps because I'm like, oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the same with Junkrat when, whenever he concussion mines into the sky. But like, and the, the other thing about Baptiste is that he's a, he's a long range character. So, you know, it's a little bit like Anna in that regard where the, the difficulty of killing an Anna is that you need to get to her, especially if you're not playing a long range, long range character yourself. And with Anna as well, like she's, I think Anna's are difficult to kill, but mostly because whoever plays her all are probably knows how to play Anna. <laughs> yeah, self selecting yeah. to being a terrifying is, human being. An Ash, you're playing an Ash. I see an Anna downfield, and oh, I'm gonna kill that Anna. Pfft, she kills you because <laughs> she doesn't have drop off damage. <laughs> like you need to be ca careful about that because she does 75 per per shot, and if you have a little bit of damage already, two shots and you're dead. Like a Farah, like uh, I, I often. Uh, not often times, but like, like half, maybe half the time I I am playing Anna against a a, a Farah. I force the Farah to switch. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm most confident fighting as fighting Farah as Anna because I know that she yeah. need to land three shots. Three shots, and she's this is amazing. It's beautiful, and I can land them it's, anywhere it's, it's specifically. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's time for us to wrap this up. You guys can argue about no. these people in the comments. We're, we're running late. This podcast but, was unlistenable. If you no. made it this far, congratulations. People are so excited you about lost, the nipple story. I know it. You, you lost two hours, two and a half hours get of your life. Art. I'm sorry. You're going to get Goodbye. fan art of, of Toaster with a sad nipple scar. <laughs> Please don't. Just like a human bite mark. <laughs> draw, draw me doing anything else. <laughs> it's okay. Draw him biting back. Anyway, uh, the, the results of the poll is 36% yes, 20%, uh, 36% yes, 18% no on is more the easiest character in Overwatch. The rest there is go. what? Because you always have to have a third option for not voting. So there's a Just two to one it. ratio on Moira being the easiest character in comparison to the entire cast of all of Overwatch, which is a pretty strong definitive margin for saying yes, probably but anyway, see you guys next time. Send your questions to Dialogue Choices Podcast. You can ask questions about Toaster's dick or whatever. Who knows? What? <laughs> what? Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.